Platte River Radio is ready to bring you another great football broadcast. But first, we'll prepare you for the game with the New Tech Seed pregame show, which starts right after this word from New Tech Seed. New Tech is known as the undisputed yield leader as a result of their excellent performance in university and first trials and in your fields. While winning isn't everything at the high school level, it sure makes things a lot more interesting. To put New Tech's winning genetics to work for you, contact Terry or Jason Stark at 308-750-6060 or visit newtech at yieldleader.com. New Tech Seed, undisputed Midwest yield leader. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to a very windy Elm Creek for the district championship game between South Loop and the Buffaloes. And this has been a game that has been circled for a long time here for the folks from Elm Creek because, quite frankly, in the middle part of the schedule hasn't been extremely tough here for the Buffaloes as they've kind of run roughshod through the course of that uh, middle portion of their schedule after a tough opening night loss against Kennesaw here on their home field. Since then, they rolled against uh, Bertrand, Nebraska Christian, Ravenna, Amherst, Overton, and Alma last week. And now South Loop at 7-0 rolls into town for a matchup here with Elm Creek for the district championship. I'm Randy Bushcutter, Ryan Dahlgren joining us here. And again, when you take a look at South Loop, uh, Ryan, one thing you notice right away is a lot of speed. This is a team that won state track a year ago, and they've got speed all the way across the board. Yeah, they'd love nothing more than to make this game a track meet itself. Uh, they got speed. They can spread a uh, team out, uh, and they can really get the ball downfield quickly. Jack Rush, uh, their quarterback, who, who also kind of doubles as a running back because he runs so well for them. Uh, they've got a lot of weapons. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how Elm Creek comes out to try to combat that. And they will have some formations from time to time when he will not be the quarterback, and they'll have uh, another young man at that position. Meanwhile, for Elm Creek, uh, really, they're going to go the way that the, the walkers go. Uh, Preston has run for 444 yards. Devin has run for 605. So between the two of them, 1,000 yards rushing here between the two walker boys. Yeah, the Walkers are very explosive players. Um, so, certainly South Loop will have to be keying on them because they're the keys to this game. Um, both players have big play explosiveness. Uh, and, and, you know, you give them an inch of space and they can make you pay for it. A year ago, Elm Creek beat South Loop, really gave a tough path for South Loop at that point. Both teams eventually were eliminated by uh, Burwell, but South Loop had to face Burwell a little bit earlier than Elm Creek did because of that uh, win a year ago out at South Loop. So now Elm Creek trying to hold court here and, and uh, win the district championship on their home field. If they do that, obviously they would uh, be able to move up in the playoff ranking. South Loop right now, number four in the state and again uh, they'll be seated better than that once they divide east and west and elm creek at number 20 but a win against a team at seven to zero moves them up and really will help them out immensely when it comes to wildcard points well absolutely the wildcard points uh, really come into play here uh, more so than anything i mean both teams are going to want out and get this district championship but more than anything you want to get yourself in good position for a good playoff run uh, and that all starts here tonight uh, in elm creek and as much as anything you also want to have that momentum coming in and whoever wins this game We'll have a tremendous amount of momentum heading into the playoffs next Thursday night. You're listening to the New Tech Seed pregame show. New Tech Seed, your yield leader. Contact Terry or Jason Stark or a New Tech Seed dealer near you. We're going to step away for a moment. When we come back, we'll talk with the two head coaches. We'll begin with South Loop head coach Andy Schwartz when we come back right after this. 
The officers and staff of First Tier Bank take pride in providing professional banking services with several convenient locations in Elm Creek, Kearney, and Holdridge. First Tier Bank offers a full line of banking and financial services, including checking and savings accounts, loans, investment, and insurance services, and the online banking services offered at First Tier, including online bill pay. First Tier Bank, Kearney, Elm Creek, and Holdridge, an equal housing lender, member FDIC. Winter is coming. Does your heater have enough heat in it? Let the experts at Anderson Brothers Electric Plumbing and Heating make sure your heating system is ready. Don't be caught without your system working properly when you need it the most. Call today and have your furnace or heat pump checked. Our qualified technicians will check over all the mechanisms and make sure it's ready for all those cold days. Turn to the experts at Anderson Brothers Electric Plumbing and Heating in Kearney at 308-236-6437 or in Holdridge at 308-995-4481. Welcome back to the New Tech Seed pregame show here on Classic Hits. Getting ready for a great one here. This is supposed to be what the last week of the season is all about, kind of getting you ready for the playoffs. And once again, South Loop and Elm Creek uh, ready to battle here for a district title and to kind of improve their playoff points as well. Andy Schwartz, the head coach of the Bobcats, joins us. Coach, uh, great to catch up with you, man. Uh, Not just this year, but you guys have been uh, putting on a heck of a run here lately. Uh, How's it feel different, I guess, going into this year's game as opposed to last year? Um, you know, I think, you know, this year we're just a little bit more confident in what we're doing. Our, our kids have, uh, uh, you know, another year under their belt. So, you know, we kind of know what to expect a little bit more out of out of ourselves and out of other teams. And, you know, I think right now just the experience and the confidence factor is the biggest difference. Have you been able to gauge by your opponents, because it's no secret, uh, you had played four straight teams that only got one win, and then Overton, who's a respectable team, you took care of last week. How were you able to gauge the progress of your team against squads that have been struggling? Yeah, it's a, a definitely a different challenge for us. We're not used to having this happen. So, you know, we just try to look at, at, at uh, things on film and see, you know, if we're getting assignments done not just making plays because sometimes we have a, a, a better athlete but actually getting to the places we need to be playing good disciplined assignment football so you know um, our main uh, um, goals are just to look back on that film and and uh, see if we see improvement from week to week and uh, hopefully we do that's that's what we're shooting for of course i guess we don't have to remind you that uh, this program was in the exact same place record-wise, and then Elm Creek got the best, and you got that horrific draw in the playoffs. Is it something that your underclassmen uh, used as a re- kind of a, a firing mantra over the summer, or was it just what it was, and, and, and you didn't uh, do that this year? Yeah, I, we honestly haven't talked about it at all last year. You know, um, our, our, I think our kids learned from it, um, learned what it was like to to be in that upper level, play the upper level teams in, in football. So, you know, from that aspect, I think we, we learned from it, but we didn't really specifically talk about, you know, last year's district game and, and how that went. Because I think we just learned from it by understanding it took more work than what we were putting in to, to get to that level. Well, obviously, one of the young men that uh, we'll keep our eye on tonight that everybody's been keeping their eye is Jack Rush. I mean, he's what makes this whole thing go. Uh, he can throw it. He can run it. Tell us a little bit about what makes him so special. Yeah, um, like you said, he, he, he can do it all. Uh, he started for us since he's a freshman. So, um, you know, his his uh, knowledge of the game is, is tremendous. Uh, he makes all kinds of decisions on the fly, on the go, and, and usually they're the right one. Um, you know, he's, he's a talented kid. He throws the ball well. 
he sees the field. You know, he's a tall kid, so I think that helps him a little bit uh, in the passing game. But at the same time, uh, he's got good speed. He's, he's shifty and elusive. And, and this year we've really noticed, too, he's, he's added a little bit of uh, extra size to him. And so, you know, he runs a little bit uh, uh, a little bit harder and a little bit more behind his pads than what he has in the previous year. So he's just a weapon on the field all over the place. We're talking with Andy Schwartz, head football coach at South Loop, putting their undefeated mark on the line tonight uh, here in Elm Creek. You've got to have good receivers if you're going to throw the ball that much. Now, Kate uh, Connell has uh, kind of started things off for you, but you've got a pretty good uh, group that he can move the ball around to. Yeah, we do. We've uh, we're, You can look at our kids and say, boy, they're not very big, but um, one thing is they're quick and, and shift in and have good speed. Um, they're, they're just a bunch of skilled kids, so you know, getting them kind of out in the open and trying to create some matchups has, has been pretty good for us this year. Um, and, um, you know, we've, we're, we're down a couple kids, but our, our younger kids that, that have filled in have just done a fantastic job of picking things up uh, and making plays, and that's all we ask them to do. Andy, as you get ready for Elm Creek here, we know, uh, and you know from watching them in the past, uh, they haven't done a whole lot different. They can they can throw the ball, but they've got a lot of speed when they run it. Tell me uh, about the defensive side of the ball. Have you been challenged enough this year uh, as to what you'll see in this game tonight? Um, no. You know, they're the, they're the best offense that, that, that we'll see all year here up to this point. So, you know, it's, it's still a lot of question marks for us. We haven't been tested running with teams just kind of kind of run right over us and at the same time if, if we miss a tackle miss an assignment um you know they're going to take it take it all the way with the speed and the explosive players that they have so you know it's definitely going to put some stress on us and uh, you know we're really going to have to focus on making good tackles um, taking good angles and, and just really trying to corral and and keep the big plays to a minimum i think is, is going to be a key for us Leighton Bubach, Marshall Still, uh, among those, Cole Gracie, that are uh, leading your team in tackles. Uh, what about the way that you have seen this defense play, uh, even if it hasn't been against an Elm Creek type of offense? Yeah, um, you know, all our guys are, are uh, you know, extremely aggressive. They don't mind getting in and mixing it up. So, you know, I, I think from that, from that standpoint, um, we won't shy away from the, the contact and the physicalness of the game. Um, you know, sometimes they get in a little bit too big of too big of a hurry and, and um, over-pursue and, you know, just being a little bit too aggressive. So we're just trying to, to, to dial them back, take what, what's there and not try to, you know, make plays on your own. Let it happen because you're in the right place and trust your teammates. And that's been a big focus of ours this week. I was looking at the wild card points. I don't know how things work out, but boy, uh, if you can get the win tonight, there's that chance Elm Creek slides far enough down that uh, you may have to run into them again. But what is it specifically that they do this year, maybe different from last year or similar to last year, that uh, you're going to be watching for in the first quarter of this game to see if you guys are ready? Yeah, you know, last year against them, I don't know if you know if we stopped them. You know, one or two times maybe the whole game, they pretty much moved the ball at will against us last year, just, you know, running basic plays of sweeps and isos and things. So I'm sure we're going to see that right away, and, and we'll be able to tell um, how we react to that and uh, um, if we've improved in the, on that side of the ball from, from last year. Uh, you know, we're, we're going to get tested right away, so we'll, we'll find out and, and uh, see if we're ready for that type of a team this week. Lanny, well, we appreciate you giving us some time here on the pregame, and uh, you got a heck of a football team. Should be a great game tonight. So, best of luck from here on out. 
All right, thanks a lot. Appreciate it. That's Eddie Schwartz, head football coach of the South Loop Bobcats, and we'll be back and talk with Jay Stuland of Elm Creek on the New Tech Seed pregame show right after this on Classic Hits and PlatteRiverPreps.com. This broadcast is made possible in part by Rusty's Fertilizer in Elm Creek, a proud sponsor of all area athletes. Rusty's Fertilizer is the only place you need to go to get all the fertilizers you need to keep your farm growing year after year. Rusty's has been your fertilizer experts in Elm Creek for generations, and they're up to date on all the chemicals and fertilizers, so trust the experts at Rusty's Fertilizer in Elm Creek. You see it every weekend. Teams at every level emphasizing the look of their uniform. Look sharp, play sharp. It's what they're affirming. And Pro Team Design puts any sports apparel style, screen print, or embroidery at your fingertips. In person or online, the latest designs from the widest selection of brands. Look sharp, play sharp with Pro Team Design. 2716 Old Fair Road, Grand Island. Or shop and order online at ProTeamDesign.com. Final night of the high school football regular season. we got a dandy here in Elm Creek. We've had a chance to see the Buffaloes a few times this year, but probably not a bigger game from week one to the end of the year than uh, this one. And uh, we're talking with head coach Jace Doolin. And, Coach, we kind of knew all year this was going to be a bookend season, Kennesaw at one end and, and South Loop at the other. And, and, and now they're finally here. And I guess I'll start with the same question that uh, I asked Coach Schwartz about. They haven't played a whole lot of competitive football teams. They had Overton last week, but before that, it had been well over a month before they'd even been challenged. How do you feel your team has been challenged here lately getting ready for tonight? Uh, yeah, it, it has been. It's one of those when, like you said, uh, you, you try to get the, the experience and the look during the weeks. And coming on Friday nights, uh, I think uh, one of our goals this year was we knew going in we had a tough schedule to start with and knew the the big game, the district title game on Friday night against South Loop would be the culmination of the end of the season and one thing I think all year we were working on is our depth and I think that's one thing that we've done the best this year uh, is really getting a look during practice and our our younger kids stepping up and giving us really good good look uh, I think that's where we have to go with uh, I mean coming in we haven't had too many close games I think uh, both of us played Overton a really good team and uh, Overton the last couple weeks and that's been uh, the only game we've really seen the, over the stretch of the season of recent. And um, I think that's what we're kind of leaning on this week is giving ourselves a good look during the whole week. And I think we did a good job of uh, so far really of testing our offensive and defensive uh, starters. Jay Stulens with us here on the New Tech Seed pregame show. Of course, we were here a couple of weeks ago to, to see the Overton game. One thing that's going to be unique, this is actually the only second home night game for Elm Creek because uh, they had two in the middle of the year in the, in the afternoon, which was fun because we got to go over and cover them. But, Coach, what do you think about the way the team played the last couple of weeks? You got out to the big lead against Overton, and, and then they tried to battle back in that one. But what do you think about the overall play? Because it seemed like your team kind of got healthy. Uh, you're about as healthy as you could be the last two weeks. Yeah, and that's one one thing. Uh, the last two games we've done well is getting off to a really good start. Um, the opening kickoff, and we're we're attacking at all cylinders. Uh, that's one thing. Early on in the year, we did not do very well. We kind of we're kind of in a hole uh, at the first quarter, and then we kind of got going. So um, we've been pushing for that all year long. And I think, like you said, the last two games we've uh, been scoring. 
probably five, six, seven touchdowns in two games in the first quarter. And, um, that's one thing against South Loop, a very good South Loop team, is we're going to have to get a really good start, um, try to get them to a position they haven't been uncomfortable with because they haven't been behind all year. What is different as we talk with Jay Stulen of Elm Creek? What is the most significant difference, do you believe, from the South Loop team you're going to play tonight as the one that you defeated last year? Uh, about eight eight more games under their belt. Uh, they got a lot of returning returning starters from last year, and um, we know who their kids are. We know uh, their skill set and how good they are. Um, another thing, their confidence. Uh, their confidence is a just just on on a hall all high from winning state track in the, the spring and probably a great summer with all those kids returning and. Um, it has shown all the teams they've played. They've really, they've really taken taken care of business uh, with every single team they've played. Um, they have, they're going to have a lot of confidence coming in and a lot of experience, and uh, that's one thing uh, for us. I think I told our kids this whole week. Uh, our our experience comes from the last few years of making deep runs in the playoffs. Um, I think that's where we're going to we're going to have to rely on in these big games like this. Uh, we do have experience in big games. Well, obviously they've got uh, plenty of good players, but everybody's going to be asking about the rush kid. And I mean, he throws it, he runs it, uh, he does everything for this football team. They're awesome on defense, but uh, what about how you contain a kid like this? Yeah, Jack Rush is a great athlete. Uh, he's a kid that, like you said, he can do it all. Um, he's a great thrower, a good runner. Um, and and what you do is, like you said, is contain him. You just have to contain him. He's going to get his yards. He's going to throw the ball. They're going to complete some passes. Um, he's going to rush the ball, and he's going to have some success. But uh, to limit him, don't give him the 50-, 60-yard touchdown runs. Uh, limit his rushes to three or four yards um, and just kind of ga- uh, get a bunch of kids to the football. Um, that's one thing uh, I think our defense does really well is we got eight guys on the defense, and we try to get all eight guys to the football. Um, and we definitely got to do that if we're going to contain Jack Rush on Friday night um, with him on offense. And, and, Jace, before we let you go, you have tinkered a little bit uh, throughout the season with your lineup. Some of it was necessity because of injuries, and those kids stepped up. Uh, how is your team different tonight than it was on opening night against Kennesaw? Uh, just the depth, uh, the depth that we started with at the beginning of the year. Um, it, we started with a lot of seniors and uh, relying on our senior, seniors at the beginning of the year. Um, the younger kids, some sophomores like Chase Swartwood, um, Karsten McCarter, um, they've kind of gained some experiences through these games, uh, the last seven games. And both those kids and um, just really stepped up. And um, our depth is at as deep as I ever thought it would be this year. Um, I had no idea that we'd have this much depth. But um, that's one thing I think um, coming into the playoffs that we're really, as a coaching staff, really like to see from our team is all the kids that have stepped up and competed all year long so that uh, – when it comes to playoff time, we're, we're hitting on all cylinders. And, Chase, let's wrap it up with this. Sometimes uh, we don't specifically in the pregame talk about special teams, and it ends up being a big part of the game. You guys have always, and you talked about getting off to quicker starts with good returns. How does their special teams match up with yours? Uh, one thing on special teams that, that's really a big key is just the speed. Um, they do have a lot of speed. Um, but I think one thing we do good on special teams is the attention to detail. Just the little things that you do to uh, maybe block a kid or get him to go one way or the other. Uh, I think our team 
uh, does a good job on special teams. I consider it uh, one of the best parts of our team. Um, going on this game, that's a that's a big phase. When you come into a game like this against uh, an undefeated South Loop team, um, special teams are going to be a big factor. Um, we emphasize it really. We emphasize it quite a bit here at Elm Creek. So um, that's one thing I hope we uh, execute on special teams and uh, we can win that phase of the game. All right, Coach, we'll let you get back to work. Uh, best of luck should be a preview of the playoffs for both of these ball clubs. Thanks for the time. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you. That's Elm Creek football coach Chase Doolin, and we will be back with the starting lineups on the new Tech Seed pregame show right after this on Classic Hits. This sports broadcast is made possible in part by Kappa Grain in Elm Creek. Did you know that Kappa has a way for you to save time, money, and get the best prices for your grain and have records of it? With their online offer center powered by DNT Market Space. See kappagrains.com. Make sure you're getting what you deserve for all your hard work and dedication. Kappa takes great pride in doing what they can to make it easier, faster, and more profitable for you. Best of luck to all the area athletes from Kappa Grains. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life. With several locations in Kearney and surrounding areas. Ask your doctor how Family Physical Therapy can improve your quality of life. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, excellence in rehabilitation, is a very proud supporter of all of our area athletes, in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravana, and Wood River. And welcome back here to Elm Creek. It's time now for our starting lineups, brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Kearney. We'll begin, first of all, for the number five team in the state, the South Loop Bobcats. They are, as we said, number five in the state, a perfect 7-0 and on the year. They'll start at center. Marshall Still, a 220-pound senior. The guards are Gavin Robinson. He's a junior, 160 pounds. The other guard will be uh, Cooper Taylor. He's also a junior, 165 pounds. The end is Leighton Bubach. He's 150 pounds and a junior. Uh, the other end will be Cade Connell, a 170-pound senior. Running backs will be Cole Gracie, a junior. He's 155 pounds. Uh, other running back will be Jace Connell. He'll throw the ball around some. He's only 135 pounds and just a sophomore. Leighton Bubak is the other end. He's 150 pounds and a junior. And the guy that really makes it go is Jack Rush. Rush, 180-pound senior, and Rush on the season has uh, thrown for 918 yards from his quarterback position. Again, they'll line him up at running back, and he's also thrown for 918 yards in the air. So 131 yards per game uh, running the football uh, with 26 touchdowns. And in the air, he's averaging right at 131 yards per game in the air as well. So 260 yards total offense per game here for Jack Rush. He is the leading threat here for the Buffaloes and the leading offensive player here for the South Loop Bobcats, who, as we mentioned, are 7-0. and Now for the Elm Creek Buffaloes, at tight end will be Jerry Brummels, a 6'3", 165-pound senior. The other tight end will be Austin Geis, 6'2", 215 pounds and a senior. The guards are Lathan Jonak, 5'10", 200 pounds, and a senior. The other guard is Nate Fields, 6'2", 210 pounds, and a senior. The center is Chase Schwartwood, 5'11", 210 pounds, and just a sophomore. The fullback will be Hans Robbins, 5'10", 165 pounds, just a freshman. The tailback will be Devin Walker, 5'9", 175 pounds, and a senior. And the quarterback is Preston Walker, 6'1", 165 pounds, and a junior. And again, the Walkers make this offense go. Devin has carried the ball 80 times for 605 yards. 
for 121 yards per game and 12 touchdowns. Preston has carried it 42 times for 444 yards, over 10 yards of rush here for Preston Walker when he tucks the ball and goes. Again, that's our starting lineup brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank here in Kearney. I'm Randy Bushcutter, Ryan Dahlgren here as we're wrapping up our New Tech Seed pregame show. New Tech Seed, your yield leader. Contact Terry or Jason Stark or New Tech Seed dealer near you. Some more thoughts here, Ryan, as we uh, get set and ready to go here. And uh, again, uh, both these two teams, their seasons have been somewhat similar. They, they haven't been really tested with their schedules very much. Elm Creek did have that uh, major test at the beginning of the year against Kennesaw, uh, losing that here at home 36-12. to But they've really grown since then. But in that meantime, they played a lot of teams that are 1-6, 2-5, and 4-3. and three. That's Overton. And uh, that was probably their, their biggest test uh, coming into this action with, with uh, South Loop since the game with Kennesaw. South Loop, uh, m- uh, meanwhile, they played Hemingford to start the season. Hemingford is 5-2 and two on the year. That was their toughest test. That was opening night as well. Since then, they also played Overton. Other than that, uh, it hasn't been a lot of competition for either one of these two squads. So this is an opportunity to really prove yourself if you're Elm Creek or if you're South Loop. Yeah, absolutely. Both of these teams had this game uh, penciled in uh, halfway through the season. You can't overlook any team, but they're both looking forward to this game. This is going to be a true test for playoffs. Uh, see how far they can go, see how good, how well tested they are. And it's also a game that can catapult you, uh, you know, further into the season. Some teams sometimes are struggling coming into their last game, but if you get that momentum, you you get some good things going, you can really build towards the playoffs. It really matters from year to year what time the NSAA is able to uh, get the brackets and get that organized. It really kind of varies from year to year. But probably by about 10 o'clock tomorrow, we'll have an idea. South Loop comes in tonight. Number four overall seed in the state. So they're probably looking at being a one or a two seed in the western bracket with Creighton and West Holt probably being on one side, uh, Kennesaw South Loop on the other. Uh, And obviously Elm Creek more than likely is going to be in this western bracket as well. Uh, They come in number 20 in the state. So they'd be about another 10 seed in there. But again, a win tonight gives them that huge momentum gives them a district title, and will give them much better seating position once the playoffs roll around. More than likely, they would host at least the first round. Yeah, and that's exactly what they want to do. That's what they want to accomplish out here tonight. It's parents' night, so uh, Elm Creek has a little extra fire for them, a little extra motivation. Uh, plenty of family and friends out here tonight uh, watching this game, and it's, it's a huge one. Uh, and we were talking a little bit about Kennesaw, that first game of the season. You better believe Elm Creek wishes they could have played them a little later in the season because those first games, you, know, you always sure. have to work out a few kinks and stuff like that. So uh, Elm Creek truly uh, has some momentum and has built things up as they've gone throughout the season. There are some uh, injury issues here for uh, South Loop. Uh, Blake Schwartz, the coach's son, has dislocated his elbow. Might play tonight. Uh, Landon Fernie, one of their uh, star wide receivers, has been limited much of the year. He has a uh, broken collarbone. Not playing this week, might be able to play next week. The Buffaloes have been kind of banged up through the course of the season. Everybody's back, so they got a full staff coming into tonight's game. That is always great news. That's our injury report brought to you by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back in the game of life with two locations in Kearney. And the starting lineup being announced as we speak right now for Elm Creek. We have uh, at least a couple more minutes before we get the kickoff here between the Buffaloes and the Bobcats. A couple of teams in blue and, well, Elm Creek's blue and gold, mostly blue and white here. A little bit of silver for the uh, South Loop uh, Bobcats, as this one is uh, promising to be a great matchup. Number five, an undefeated South Loop in town to take on the 7-1 Elm Creek Buffaloes for the district championship here on Class. 
Classic Hits 98.9 FM. I'm Randy Bushcutter, Ryan Dahlgren. We're going to step away for a moment. We'll be come back to kick as we wrap up the new Texie pregame show. We'll have a kickoff right after this. No matter where you are, even out in this cornfield, when you work with CHS, you're connected. Connected to global grain buyers and food companies. Connected to dependable energy at the pump, at home, and on the job. Connected to food ingredients tailored to your specific needs. Whether it's in energy, grains, or foods, you're connected. CHS, resources for enriching lives. Car insurance isn't about the car. It's about the precious cargo the car carries. It's about providing security and confidence that if an accident occurs, you'll be protected. I'm Dave Challey of Barney Insurance. As a local independent agent, we can design an insurance program that's just right for you and your family. Providing safe, sound, secure insurance protection from auto owners insurance. Stop by or give us a call. Time is the true test of endurance. Barney Insurance. Have you ever seen a dented tortoise? The same way a thick tortoise shell protects its occupant, the bullet spray and bed liners from the dent poppers protect your pickup truck's bed. No rust, corrosion, dents, or scratches ever. Guaranteed for as long as you own your truck, and it says so in writing. Bullet spray on liners is the one that goes on hot, stays strong. That means your truck holds its value longer. Surprised that the dent popper now applies bullet spray on? Don't be. The dent popper's been on the leading edge of vehicle preservation for years. See the dent popper north of Railroad on first. On the bricks, downtown Carney for a free estimate. Buzz's Marine of Carney wants your boat, and they're going to make it more than worth your while. Right now, if you trade in your used boat for a brand new boat, your winterization is on Buzz's Marine. Plus, if your trade-in boat is a 2010 or newer, you get $1,000 extra added value on your trade-in. This incredible trade-in offer expires October 31st. See store for full details at Buzz's Marine 5th and Central Carney, Or shop new boats online at buzzesmarine.com slash trade. That's buzzesmarine.com slash trade. And welcome back here to Elm Creek. As the lights are on this time of year, you know, you get uh, you get the, the, the whole enchilada here. You get the whole experience because the lights are down. you got the leaves rustling out there. The corn harvest is going on. This really feels like a perfect time for football. And here in Elm Creek, we're looking at 72 degrees, a fairly strong wind uh, at the moment. Uh, and uh, it will gust and starting to drop from time to time, but it's going to be a strong wind that's working its way across, uh, probably about a uh, 20, 25-mile-an-hour wind from time to time. The field is in pretty good shape out there as, uh, you know, there's some there are pockmarks out there from time to time late in the season, but for the most part, the field is in great shape. Tonight's field conditions brought to you by your Pioneer Seed representative, Impact Ag Partners, Craig Weegis and Todd Travis, your local Pioneer Seed dealer. Pioneer knows more about field conditions with top-yielding Pioneer brand soybeans with Impact Partners and Pioneer Seed Science for Service delivering success. And the opening kickoff is going to be punched into the end zone here by Elm Creek as they'll put it all the way through the traffic here as uh, Gage Claybaugh has a nice kickoff. It'll go into the end zone. It'll be first and 10 from the 15-yard line here for South Loop. And that's a good start because you really don't want that return game for the Bobcats getting on track. No, absolutely not. And we heard Jay Stulen talk uh, in the uh, coach's interview about how special teams would come into play. He was talking more about the offensive side, but uh, you can't be disappointed with a uh, kick into the end zone there uh, opening kickoff. So it'll be first and 10, and now that pistol formation here will be uh, Rush. 
And Rush out of that pistol. He's just going to keep it and tuck it, and he's going to cut back in after he goes off the goal, the guard there, and he's going to gain 10 yards. Just a, a simple little quarterback sweep there. Followed his fullback uh, off that outside and ran around the end, and he gains right at 10 yards. It'll be first and 10. Yeah, we'll see it Rush get a, a bulk of the uh, production here tonight for the South Loop Bobcats. Uh, but they do have other athletes out on the field that are quick. Uh, like we talked about earlier, Class D state champions at, uh, in this track and field, so they got plenty of speed out there. And they'd like to show that off. They're going to have one running back to the right of Rush. He's going to run that option, and he's going to keep it himself. He'll tuck it, and he's going to be uh, pulled down, looked like by McKeon, after a gain of about five on the play. Just kind of tucked it up, went just right off guard there, and he's going to end up gaining about three and a half. Well, that was a good play there by the Elm Creek defensive end on the far side. Uh, as he, he slow played it just enough to not allow the pitch to be effective and not let the quarterback keep be effective. Of course, you'd always like to punch that in the back of uh, in the backfield, but uh, two-yard gain for Jack Rush is a uh, good stop there. Well, they don't have his height here, but he's a good 6'3 out there, and he'll be out of that pistol formation again on third and a long six. He'll hand it off right up the middle and a good solid run, and they're going to stand him up after he gets near the first down. And so a little bit short over there is going to be Dalton Kunky. And uh, it's, it's kind of interesting to know uh, Elm Creek also has speed on the side, but they have a little bit more size you'd see in the South Loop. However, South Loop, uh, with lacking that size, they make up for it in uh, their speed and their elusiveness. Uh, but the Walker uh, brothers will certainly have to play in effect tonight. So it's going to be third and very short now for the first time. Rush will be under center, and he's just going to have a quarterback sneak. And, boy, there isn't much... Surge there at all, and then finally Rush is able to push the pile forward. He's going to make it uh, move forward about a yard and a half, and he only needed the yard, so that'll move the sticks here for the Bobcats. Yeah, rugby scrum out there, uh, and it was that second little push, that little extra effort, because that first Elm Creek uh, was not budging at all, uh, but uh, Jack Rush doing a good job of slipping off to the, the right side, able to gain a yard. So here comes the play from the sideline. As with the opening drive for either team, it started at the 15-yard line. Now they've got it first and 10 from about the 36. And Rush out of the pistol. We'll call it out, and he's looking to throw. And he's going to get it out here in the wing, and it's going to be incomplete. Closest guy to it was uh, the Buffalo's uh, Nate Fields, and he was on the sideline. Yeah. Yeah, Kate Connell there, uh, the intended receiver, I believe. And he had some space. Uh, but just a, just a little uh, a sporadic throw there uh, from Rush, who's normally typically a pretty good passer. Well, they like to keep you honest. They will throw the ball, I won't say half the time, but it isn't one of those uh, old-school things where, you know, you're surprised and you want to write it down every time you see the ball in the air because about half the yards that Rush has gained this season has been through the air. He's out of the pistol here, has a running back in front of him, one to his left. It's going to be a quarterback sweep, and, He's going to try to get it across the 40-yard line. He's going to be stood up there. Leading the tackle is going to be Austin Geis, and he had plenty of assistance there. Coming up on the bottom of that pile also is going to be Lathan Jonak. Well, and Elm Creek did a good job of flowing to the ball, but again, uh, Jack Rush, a good, strong runner. Uh, he's put on some pounds since last year, uh, and he's able to now uh, carry guys instead of just run away from guys or run around guys more elusive. He can now power through guys, and he uh, gained two or three extra yards there as there's about three Buffalo uh, around him. So it's going to be third and five. Ball spotted exactly at midfield at the 40-yard line, and again, that pistol formation for Rush. He's got... A wing back to the right, and he's going to run that direction. He's going to cut up after getting the first down. He'll spin across the 30 and be down at about the 28-yard line. So that'll be a gain of 12, and that's power football. Just everybody uh, blocking for the quarterback. 
Yeah, no, and, and Jack Rush does a really good job of following his blocks there. Uh, I believe, actually, for a majority of that run, he actually had his uh, left hand on the back of one of his blockers, so he's just riding that lead all the way through. So the ball will be inside. I didn't, didn't get a great spot. He's going to be inside the 30-yard line. We'll call it the 29, or it'll be first and 10 here for Rush. And, again, he's got uh, in the slot right side. He's looking that direction. He's rolling that direction. He's going to throw, and he's got a man wide open, and they drop it at the 5-yard line. That was going to be a walk-in touchdown easily, and the receiver just can't reel that one in. I believe it was Cole Gracie on that uh, on play, and he would certainly love to have that one back. Uh, interesting defensive set. The Buffalo came, or Elm Creek came out in there. They only had two guys on the line of scrimmage, uh, and about four or five linebackers. Or there'd be where a linebacker would be set up, and two guys deep. Uh, so interesting. Uh, Jace Doolin must have seen something in that film room uh, that shows that uh, two down linemen's all you need. Well, they certainly knew they were going to throw, and uh, we'll see if they're going to throw here again on second and ten from the 29. Rush looking to throw, and he'll make the pass on the inside. It's going to be tipped by one of the uh, defensive players, and then not able to track it down here is going to be Cade Connell, and so it will fall harmlessly to the turf. Two straight incompletions here, and it's going to be third and ten for South Loop. Uh, Anthony Quintana there on the breakup. Interesting, almost had a, a, an interception there. I mean, he got his hand on the ball, but then again, uh, the, the way the ball was deflected, it was almost caught again by South Loop there, so uh, sort of a fortunate break for both teams. So now if uh, you're only going to rush three, this might be the time because it is going to be third and ten, and they're going to split a couple of guys out on either end here, and they're going to go right up the middle. Rush will run, and Rush will gain about two, and that's going to be about it. Staying home and making the play will be uh, Lathan Jonak. And you can hear the uh, Elm Creek sideline was fired up after that big stop right there. Uh, you know, South Loop... They believed that uh, Elm Creek was going to come out in some more uh, pass defense there, but uh, Elm Creek staying home, not fooled there. The backers able to make a good stop. I'm not so sure you want to call that a gain of two, but that's probably the best number we can write down. It's a little bit short of that, so it's going to be fourth and eight here. Now, Rush is also your punter, but he is not in punt formation. He's back there, but in that traditional quarterback formation. The ball at the 37-yard line. He's looking to throw. He's looking to throw. He's got time, and he'll make the pass complete. No, it's incomplete. It was caught on that far sideline, but landing out of bounds and incomplete is Cade Connell. Yeah, and just about an inch on the uh, the, the uh, out of bounds line right there. That was extremely close to being a, a good, effective play by South Loop. Uh, now we can see that the Elm Creek is really, really spying uh, Rush extremely hard. They had two guys uh, that weren't rushing, but they were just playing that little spy uh, and able to follow Jack Rush if he goes right, if he goes left, if he goes straight up the middle. Uh, so they're going to key on him all night. Well, now that'll set up first and 10 here for the Buffaloes. They failed to get it on fourth down, and so now the uh, handoff and Walker will hand to Walker. It'll get to the 30-yard line, and it'll be a gain maybe of two on the play, and uh, giving the ball back will be Devin Walker after that gain. A good tackle there by uh, Grant Jones. Um, that South Loop defensive line isn't extremely big, uh, but you can definitely tell they're athletic, and sometimes that causes more problems uh, for an offensive line than those big, strong uh, defensive linemen. So it'll be third and eight from the 30-yard line. They got to get it uh, across to the 38-yard line. Under center will be Walker coming across with the counter, and they'll give it off on that left side, and not much room to gain. They're going to gain about one yard on kind of a version of a jet sweep over there. As coming across that formation was Walker, so Devin got the handoff, and he'll gain 
We'll call it two more yards, and we'll call this now third and six. Well, you can tell how well coached the South Loop Bobcat team is. Andy Schwartz uh, has really told these guys, hey, stay home. They're going to do a lot of uh, fakes. They're going to try doing uh, some elusive plays there. you got to stay home and stay in your lane, and that's what South Loop did. So Preston will be the only back in the backfield. They're going to have uh, three wide receivers to the left, and he's looking that direction. Preston's got plenty of time. No pressure at all. Got all day, and he's going to throw the ball deep late. It's going to be incomplete. Some contact there, but it's going to fall incomplete. Good coverage on the play there by Jace Connell for South Loop, and a nice job of a little contact, but I don't think there should have been a flag, and there wasn't one. Yeah, and that's one of those cases where both uh, the receiver and the defensive back were kind of battling off back and forth. Uh, and you know, you'll always hear the offensive sideline, whichever that be, South Loop or Elm Creek, they're always going to want that pass interference. But the refs, they're wise. They know they can see those, uh, uh, those hands getting thrown uh, as the ball's in the air. For the most part, the wind is blowing across the field. But there's going to be a little bit into the uh, face here of Jordan Ford, who was in punt formation. Not much pressure. He gets a high kick, and it's going to be pushed to the right. And it gets a great bounce here for Elm Creek. And it's going to be close to the 10-yard line. They're going to mark it back up. They're going to, yeah, they're going to mark it right at the 10-yard line. So good exchange there for uh, Elm Creek and South Loop. South Loop has some first downs, but because they went for it on fourth down and didn't get it, meanwhile, Elm Creek punted and got a pretty good punt there by Ford. Uh, South Loop is actually going to be five yards further back than that, what they started to open the game. Yeah, and wisely uh, so to punt it right there, playing that field position battle. If you can get a good stop, only allow one first down or even no first down, which is highly unlikely against the Southwood team, you're going to be in good position to, to score or have a good drive. So 6.26 to go here in the first quarter. Second drive of the game here for South Loop. No score. Rush out of that pistol. Low snap, and they're going to blow a whistle right away. That one, I think they had a snap infraction or somebody moved. In any event, we're now going to back up half the distance to the goal, and they're going to be first and 15 from the five. Yeah, and uh, this is not exactly where South Loop wants to be. However, we've seen Jack Rush uh, bust big plays here, and that's exactly what Coach Doolin said. Uh, both teams, actually, both coaches, they want to eliminate the big play. They know that the playmakers are going to make plays, but you've got to eliminate that one big play, uh, and, and that's what they're going to try doing here. Well, they've got seven guys that run the ball besides Rush, but Rush gets the, the, the majority of them. He's carried it 75 times coming into action. He's now got 81 carries on the year, and he's near 1,000 yards on the season, and he is actually in the end zone, awaiting the snap here from his quarterback position, a low snap, going to keep it, go right up the middle, and he's met in the hole there by Jonak. Jonak won the uh, battle at the line of scrimmage there, and they may get back to the line of scrimmage, and that's going to be it. So with the penalty, it'll be second and 15. Yeah, that's going to be a key area to watch, too, is that battle in the trenches. Um, got size versus speed, uh, and this time uh, the, the bit of size that Elm Creek had there uh, was able to overcome the south loop speed. So good work there by Jonak on his defensive end position there. He really kind of crashed down, and he had helped to the outside there so he could actually come inside. Preston had that outside responsibility on what essentially turned into a stun here by Jonak. And Jonak will put some pressure on. He gets blocked. Running away from it is going to be Rush, and Rush uh, will uh, cut back to the inside. Tackle on the play here by Preston Walker. They're going to get back and gain maybe about, we'll call it five and a half, and it's going to be third and nine. And it seems like Elm Creek is uh, kind of lining up man-to-man -man with every skill position, quarterback included. They've got a guy uh, accounting for every skill position for South Loop, and wisely so because any one of those uh, South Loop receivers uh, and or backs can really make things happen. Second drive of the game here for the number five and undefeated South Loop Bobcats. And uh, 
It'll be Rush again out of that pistol. Low snap. He picks it up off the turf. He's stepping up to throw. Pocket is collapsing. He's running. Puts his head down, and he's going to be short of the first down. He's going to have a nice gain of about six, but he needed nine, and it's going to be fourth, and we'll see exactly where they spot this, but fourth and at least three on the play. We'll say fourth and four. Yeah, and I believe they're going to come out and punt this. Uh, as far as the back as they are in their own end zone, they don't really want to try anything here, but you'll see a lot of teams in eight-man football go for that fourth down. Well, again, your punter is also your best football player, and uh, so will be Rush, who backs up a little bit more. He'll be in punt formation. And Walker back to receive it here for the uh, Buffaloes. A little bit of pressure, a high kick, and uh, they're just going to let that one hit the turf. Preston Walker now is going to get away from it, and it's going to take a friendly roll here for South Loop. It's going to be down at about the three-yard line. So you punt it from the 17, and you down it at the three on the other end. And uh, doing the math here, that is uh, 60 yards on the punt. Boy, that is one heck of a punt. Special teams are really big for both teams here early. Uh, at this battle of field position, it's really going to come down to whoever can put together a methodical uh, good drive right now because both teams have getting the ball backed up uh, in their own end zone. Well, the only team that's uh, put together any drive at all, only first downs of the game, have uh, belonged so far. The South Loop, this is the second possession of the game here for the Buffaloes. They've got it first and 10 at their own three. Tight formation here for Walker at quarterback. And he'll hand the ball off, but not until there's a flag thrown, whistles, and that's got to be a legal procedure on the offense. Well, the good news is it only costs you a yard and a half. The bad news is now you're a yard and a half away from your own goal line on now uh, first and 11 and a half. Yeah, and I think Elm Creek was excited to get off. There was about seven South Loop Bobcats in the box there, so they were really expecting run. I mean, it's a running position, or running down uh, for Elm Creek. Uh, see what they do here. Well, they limit the plays that you generally run in this position, and they've got two tight ends. They're in there tight, got the eye formation, uh, and Walker's just going to pitch it out to Walker, and Walker's looking for some place to go, and he gets it back to the line of scrimmage and maybe gains a little bit on the play. He might have got back that yard and a half they lost on the uh, penalty, and now will be second and ten. Well, we've been talking a lot about Rush tonight, but the Preston Walker and Devin Walker, both explosive players, uh, if you give them a bit of edge, they very well could take it to the house. Of course, the South Loop Bobcat team uh, has some speed, but Devin and Preston Walker, both very quick themselves. You know, again, if you, if you want to talk muscle, I think the size and the, and the strength is the advantage of uh, Elm Creek, but that speed overall for South Loop, that's the one going to be one of the factors. One of the guys that is fast that has the football right now, and that's Devin Walker. Walker trying to find an opening spot there. He's just running off guard, and he's going to gain a, about a yard is all. Had a little hole there, but you see the team speed. Yes, there was about three different Bobcats that closed that hole. Yeah, Bobcats doing a good job so far here early in this first quarter of muzzling any Elm Creek uh, uh, sort of momentum that they could build here. Uh, not a whole lot of yards gained so far. Uh, by the Buffaloes. Well, in fact, the Buffaloes right now have, uh, according to my numbers here, they have six yards of total offense in their first two drives. Now they're looking to throw the ball and scrambling a little bit is going to be Preston. Preston still running for his life. He's going to tuck it, and he's going to make one man miss, has it across the 10-yard line, out to about the 12. That's going to be awfully close to the uh, first down um, territory there, but I think he's going to be short. Well, and just as we were talking about it, we see the Walker uh, make a great uh, run play there. Uh, but, again, the speed of South Loop was able to contain that. Most other teams wouldn't have guys quick enough uh, to run down a player like that. Uh, but fortunate for South Loop here playing that uh, possession or uh, field position battle here tonight. Now, Jaden Ford had a nice punt last time. 
And he'll need to get one off here. Back deep for South Loop is going to be Jace Connell. And you can kind of hear that wind blowing through our microphones as we're giving you coverage here from the from Elm Creek. And it's going to be a high kick, and that wind is going to knock that one down. It's going to land out of bounds short of midfield. And so they'll walk up the, uh, the, the, the side here, and it's going to be South Loop is going to get fairly good field position at about the 36-yard line here in Elm Creek, where we have our broadcast booth brought to you by Carney Towing and Repair. We're on the road bringing you the play-by-play, and Carney Towing is on the road bringing your vehicle home. Don't get stranded on the side of the road. From heavy-duty towing to roadside assistance, call Carney Towing and Repair where you need us. We'll be there. And right now, the Buffaloes need their defense because fairly good field position after the exchange of punts here for South Loop. They have it first and 10 already in Elm Creek territory at about the 36-and-a-half-yard line. It'll be interesting to see how uh, South Loop comes out here with good field position. Rush will hand it off, and there's a seam up the middle, and boy, they almost took that one to the house as he had that just quick hitter as everybody expected uh, Rush to have the football, but instead it was uh, carried by Jace Connell, and Connell is uh, really just an eyelash away from going a lot farther than just seven yards. Yeah, and that's the a, that's a ability of a, of a good a player like Rush uh, you key on him so much that it allows uh, some of his other players, his teammates, to, do, to, to make things happen. And Connell now is uh, to the right of Rush, and Rush will hand the ball off, and uh, it'll be uh, Connell again. Connell will spin and take it out to about the 25-yard line, and that is a gain of four, and that's enough to move the sticks. Well, and so far, Elm Creek hasn't been able to produce many yards, but I believe when we were here uh, for the Elm Creek-Overton game, I believe Overton had nearly twice as many, probably not twice as many yards, but they, they won the yardage battle. Uh, they won just about every battle but the scoreboard. So Elm Creek's won games without being able to put a lot of uh, offensive numbers. Well, they need to stiffen up here a little bit. First and 10 from the 25. Rush will roll to his right, and it's a run-pass option, and he'll throw it through the hands of his intended receiver, Connell, and it falls incomplete. It was a good-looking throw there, but just a little bit uh, too hard uh, as yeah went through the hands of the receiver there. Uh, Rush almost could have opted to run the ball there. He had a few yards ahead of him, but uh, not, not a, the worst throw in the world. A good route run there by South Loop. They've been able to get some space on these Elm Creek defenders. And Quintana was one of the guys defending there, and that might have been one of the factors why that one falls incomplete. So clock stopped here with a minute 47 to go here in a very quick-moving first quarter. Second and 10 from the 25 here for South Loop. They've uh, had some success moving the ball, but this is their deepest penetration at the 25-yard line. And they'll give it off to Connell. Connell goes right up the middle. He's got an opening. He's got it at the 10, the 5, touchdown. Well, and he just found a seam he needed. Uh, there was nobody back d- deeper than five yards. Uh, the deepest guys for Elm Creek were uh, their defensive backs on the, the far side and the near side. So as soon as he got to the second level, there was no one there to catch him. So first touchdown of the game, a five-points bank touchdown scored here by South Loop. as a nice run there by Jace Connell for 25 yards. And so South Loop draws first blood with a minute 41 to go here in the first quarter. They don't kick, so this will be a two-point conversion of some magnitude or another. It'll be Rush, who will uh, split out one wide receiver to the left. Connell is in the backfield with Rush on the left side. He's got a wing back that way. They're going to run the sweep, and he's going to cut back in as Rush. He's going to lean forward, and he's going to get the two-point conversion. So the two-point conversion by Rush is good, and it's 8 to nothing South Loop with a minute 41 to go here in the first quarter. We'll be back to Elm Creek right after this timeout. 
The sinister cries haunted Mary through the night. Dawn neared and still the voice tormented her. She ran towards the safety of her car, flung open the door, and a coyote had somehow gotten locked inside. But the damaged interior was covered thanks to Farmer's Insurance. Coyote Carpool, August 1st, 2015. Talk to a farmer's agent. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. This is Brandy with the Simonson Agency. Come see me today and see if you are getting the best value. Located in the strip mall west of Apple Market in Kearney. South Central Diesel of Holdridge has over 100 years of diesel fuel injection experience and has been putting customer relationships first since 1971. They are factory authorized to repair all types of diesel fuel injection systems and have a full-service drive-in repair facility to repair your diesel Ford, Chevy, or Dodge pickup. SCD's factory trained technicians are committed to providing the best service to their customers. Stop by 115 South East Avenue in Holdridge for all your diesel pickup repairs, pumps and injectors, diesel performance parts, and turbochargers. Or call them at 1-800-228-8482 to put them to work for you and welcome back after the five points bank touchdown by uh by connell we had a rush rush for the two-point conversion and it's eight to nothing south loop here as the bobcats will put the foot into it that's going to be marshall still and his kick is going to end up being two three yards deep in the end zone trying to get it before that happened was devin walker he wanted to return it but he's going to have to be content having the ball first and ten from the 15 yard line yeah, that's one of those cases, you know, you see in college football and pro football, if you touch the ball before it goes into the end zone and pick it up, you can return it still. Well, not in high school football. In high school football, anytime that ball touches the end zone or goes into the end zone, uh, it's instantly a touchback regardless if a player has touched it or not. Over on KGS Radio right now, Holdridge has a 7 nothing lead at home against Hastings. Again, that is on KGS Radio, and we'll keep you updated on all sorts of scores from around the area, including a must-win game over on ESPN Radio for Carney Catholic. No backs in the backfield here for Preston Walker. They'll bring a man in motion across. That's Quintana. And the quick slant on that left side is going to go through the hands of the intended receiver, Austin Geis, and it falls incomplete. That was going to be a tough catch, but that was thrown in the only area that it could have been uh, caught. Yeah, and in, uh, in that Overton game, we saw uh, Preston Walker throw some pretty nice balls, so I'm not too surprised to see Elm Creek air it out. I'd imagine that uh, if they get some success here, that they'll continue to go uh, to the passing game. Well, you're going to have to shake it up a little bit because uh, I think if, if South Loop can just run roughshod, and I do mean that, just run all over the place, it's going to go in their favor because they have so much team speed. But if they don't know where to run, then they're not as quick. And they're going to run a quarterback uh, draw here. Walker will bounce to the outside, put his head down, runs over one guy, and has more than enough for the first down. Well, uh, That's a well-executed play. Absolutely. Well, and normally you'll see quarterbacks kind of shy away from contact. <laughs> uh, neither one of these quarterbacks is going to be shying away from any hit. They're going to look to put a punishing on whichever defender is trying to uh, bring them down. Well, we'll call that gain a 14. It's about 14 and a half here for Preston Walker. As they're just short of the 30-yard uh, line here, where it'll be first and 10. First first down of the game here for the Buffaloes. You trail at 8 to nothing with a minute 29 to go in the first quarter. Got the two tight ends pretty tight here. And... Uh, Walker will uh, be knocked back for a loss. Devin Walker didn't go anywhere. I think that was just, there was a lot of miscommunication there. That one looked like it was a snafu from the word go, and it's going to end up being a loss of about two here for Preston. Well, yeah, it appeared the uh, linemen on the far side, uh, they reacted to the uh, the snap, but the uh, linemen and then uh, Devin Walker here on this near side, uh, no, no one moved. And now, uh, yeah, a little miscommunication there uh, for the Buffaloes. Well, snapping the ball early is not an infraction. If, if the, the rest of every, if everything else goes, and that was the case there, but I think that may be what happened. Under center here will be Preston. 
And he's looking to throw. Short drop. Now he's going to scramble. Now he backs up, gets a nice little block, cuts back to the inside, and he's going to be met just across the line of scrimmage. He's going to gain about one yard on the play. As he was, that's a lot of running around to only get one yard. But that pocket collapsed on him pretty quickly. You might have to have a deeper drop than that to be able to have the opportunity to throw the football. It's going to be third and ten. Yeah, only about a three-step drop there for uh, Preston Walker. You'd like to see a five-step drop, give him a little more space there. Uh, But I believe South Loop's doing similar to the way Elm Creek's doing. I think they're leaving a guy spying for Preston Walker, uh, and that's going to eliminate a lot of the ability for him to run. Ten seconds left to go here in the first quarter. Third and ten from the 29, and I think they're going to have to snap this one. Well, they're not going to now because a timeout is being taken here by uh, Elm Creek. And our timeout is uh, brought to you by ENT Positions of Carney, taking care of you since 1994. We're located where you need us, specializing in you. Timeout with three seconds to go here in the uh, first quarter. Down 8 nothing. It's uh, Elm Creek looking for something to happen here on 3rd and 10 from their own 29. We come back after this. Five Points Bank. We're proud our bankers have the ability to take care of customers in the Kearney area. One of our bank's true differences is our bankers have a true Kearney connection, important in providing the best in banking. Our staff is proud they've lived in Kearney for years. Many have been lifelong residents. Having a true Kearney connection means caring and being involved in the community and committed to making banking work for the people of Kearney. Bank with Five Points Bank. The better bank. The bank with a true Kearney connection. Good things will happen. And welcome back here to Elm Creek. The Buffaloes weren't happy with how things were going, and they were ever so close to just letting this one expire. But they do need to snap the ball. Uh, otherwise, it would have got a delay a game penalty. So they called the timeout here with a little bit less than uh, four seconds to go here in the first quarter. They need 10 yards here, third and 10 from their own 29. Walk around that pistol formation. Devin's right behind him. And Walker will throw. He'll throw it over the middle, and it's going to be juggled and then intercepted by Rush. Rush comes up with the interception at the 25. He's got at the 40. He's got at the 30, and he's going to be forced out of bounds there. It initially was in the receiver's hands, and he juggled a little bit, and then Rush was able to rip it away from him, and he'll have a nice return of about 25 yards, and it'll be first and 10 inside the 30 here for South Loop after the interception. Well, it was a good route run by uh, Austin Geis, I believe it was, just a seam route straight up the middle. Uh, sort of unfortunate because he almost made a miraculous catch, but, uh, yeah, Rush, an athlete, uh, making a good play on the ball. So that is the end of the first quarter. The turnover, the first of the game, ends quarter number one, and South Loop already with an 8 to nothing lead. We'll now have it first and 10 inside the 30. We come back after this. This sports broadcast is made possible in part by Kappa Grain in Elm Creek. Did you know that Kappa has a way for you to save time, money, and get the best prices for your grain and have records of it? With their online offer center powered by DNT Market Space. See kappagrains.com. Make sure you're getting what you deserve for all your hard work and dedication. Kappa takes great pride in doing what they can to make it easier, faster, and more profitable for you. Best of luck to all the area athletes from Kappa Grains. It's never too late for Enzone to increase your nitrogen efficiency this year. Enzone is designed to manage your nitrogen no matter what time you decide to apply your fertilizer. With Enzone's wide application window, you can even add Enzone at side dress time. Anytime you're going to apply nitrogen to your crops, you need to add Enzone. Talk to your local fertilizer and chemical dealer. Ask them to add Enzone to your fertilizer. If they don't handle Enzone Synergizer NutriPack, visit MidNebraska Chemicals at www.mncag.com. 
And welcome back here as we start the second quarter. South Loop has it now first and ten. And they're going to blow the whistle dead as they just snap the ball, and there's illegal procedure here on South Loop, so they'll go from first and ten to first and 15, and Elm Creek will take it. Yeah, certainly uh, take anything they can get here. The South Loop uh, offense has been doing a, a lot of good things. They've been able to move the ball here. Uh, we'll see what sort of wrinkle Elm Creek throws at them after the timeout and uh, the, the end of the first quarter here. You know uh, Coach Doolin's been talking it over with his team, uh, finding some wrinkles of ways to exploit uh, the South Loop offense. Over on uh, KXPN Radio, it's Carney uh, Catholic with a 7-0 lead and Broken Bow, a game that the Stars need to win just to make the playoffs. Out of the pistol again here on first and 15 is Jack Rush. Rush will take a low snap, hand it off to McConnell. McConnell, a big seam right up the middle, and he's going to go untouched. 34 yards for a touchdown. It looked like South Loop, or excuse me, Elm Creek was keying on the uh, both edges there uh, and just snuck it up the middle. That did Connell, uh, and once again, Elm Creek had nobody past about five yards uh, in the secondary. Uh, and once you get to that second level, it's really hard to run a man like that down. Well, the last two times Jace Connell has touched the football, he's gone right up the middle for a touchdown. Went from 25 yards. Now this one from 34, and it's 14 to nothing. Advantage of South Loop. And the 8-0 Bobcats right now are on a roll. They'll go for two here. And it'll be rushed with Connell off to his left out of that pistol formation. Snap, looking to throw, throws it over the middle, and it is going to be incomplete. So a five-points bank touchdown here by Jace Connell from 34 yards away. The try for two is no good. And it's 14-0 South Loop, and they'll be kicking off to the hometown Elm Creek Buffaloes when we come back right after this. This broadcast is made possible in part by Rusty's Fertilizer in Elm Creek, a proud sponsor of all area athletes. Rusty's Fertilizer is the only place you need to go to get all the fertilizers you need to keep your farm growing year after year. Rusty's has been your fertilizer experts in Elm Creek for generations, and they're up to date on all the chemicals and fertilizers, so trust the experts at Rusty's Fertilizer in Elm Creek. With all the buzz surrounding weed resistance and new technologies, are you having a hard time deciding on next year's soybean crop plan? At Aurora Cooperative, we have been evaluating all of your potential soybean management combinations and have solutions for your farm, including our very own A-brand Liberty Link soybeans. This locally tested brand of soybeans allows you to take control of your soybean yields, enjoy clean fields with safe application and approved in-crop chemistry. See an Aurora Cooperative sales agronomist to see if A-brand Liberty Link cropping system is the right fit for your fields. Aurora Cooperative, putting owner equity to work and welcome back here kicking off here for south loop is uh, going to be marshall still still with a high kick and it's going to be picked up by walker at the five yard line Devin has a little seam and he'll cut to the outside but that seam closed fairly quickly and he'll be down at about the 24 yard line and again you see that team speed it looked like there was an opening there and then shutting the door uh there was cooper taylor yeah, and uh, that's a case where that, that team speed there, and Gavin Robinson, I also believe, uh, able to slow down Walker just enough to, uh, to allow uh, the tackler to get there. Um, we'll see what Elm Creek comes out here. They need a little momentum here uh, in the second quarter. They got a uh, first down their last drive, and here they've got first and 10 from their own 24, thanks to a fairly good return, and they're going to run a little counterplay. Coming up is going to be Walker. Walker goes right up the middle. He 
faked the pitch out to Devin, got everybody moving to the right, and he kind of backtracked and went on the left and ends up having a gain of about six. A little little trickery to get those guys moved out of the way, and actually it's a fairly good run. It ends up being a gain of seven. Yeah, and I'm sure Doolin actually uh, drew that play up that way, but I always was always told as a quarterback the best uh, play fake is the one that no one on your team knows because the entire team's flown one way and you just go the other. Well, I formation, a couple of tight ends here for Elm Creek. They've got it second and three. Past the 30, and again a little counter. Devin comes right up the middle. He'll bounce it out to the 40. He's across midfield. One man to beat. He'll spin and be pulled down at about the 28-yard line. And uh, my apologies, that was uh, Anthony Quintana who ends up with the nice little gainer here as he'll gain 18, we'll call it 19 yards. And you can see right now uh, Elm Creek's really exploiting the team speed of South Loop. Uh, these last two plays, they had a little misdirection. They looked like they were going to the far side of the field and came back left side of the field using some over-pursuit that South Loop's been doing. So under center now is going to be Elm Creek. And Walker's just going to keep it slipped a little bit, but he's going to run the quarterback keeper right up the middle. No one to call that a quarterback sneak. Uh, but they were trying to catch him off guard as they basically just went up the middle, gained two. Had he not slipped, he might have had a little bit more effective play there, but a gain of two here for Preston Walker. Yeah, and both the Walkers uh, do a really good job of carrying their shoulder pads low to the ground. So, yeah, like you said, if you wouldn't have slipped there, you would probably gain a yard or two more at least. So we'll call this second and a long or a short eight here. Under center, Walker will pitch it to uh, Devin. Or check that uh, out to uh, Quintana. Quintana dances around. He just, just like water going over a rock on the river there. Just kind of wherever wherever there's that low spot, he's just going to kind of groove into that area, and he'll bring it across and gain uh, enough yardage here to set up now third and four. Well, it's interesting. South Loop's not, really not penetrating. They're playing a little bit safer. They're, they're all kind of just lining up right at that line of scrimmage, and it's allowing Quintana to do that dancing around in the backfield. And Quintana will be the guy in the I formation here. As they've got uh, two tight ends. Walker under center. Bakes the handoff. Looking to throw. Lobs it to that right side, and it's going to be incomplete. And he was trying to get the ball out there. To, I think that was Hans Robbins. I think that was nine out there. In any event, it falls incomplete. Well, and so far, there's been a few slower building up plays here by Elm Creek, and they've had success on it. So it's appearing that... Uh, you don't want to try, you know, outrunning, outspeeding the South Loop team. Just be patient and be composed uh, and let South Loop uh, over-pursue and make their own mistakes. And so far on this drive, Elm Creek's been having success with that. So it's fourth and four. And there's going to be no backs in the backfield here. In fact, Preston Walker is going to split out wide to the left. They're doing kind of a, a wildcat formation here. Quintana is going to come across the formation. And looking to throw here is going to be Walker. Preston Walker puts his head down. He's going to be short of the first down. He's going to be knocked down at about the 20-yard line. And I apologize. Split out wide to the left here was Jerry Bromo's 21, not number 11. So I thought they were doing something a little bit different. As it turns out, he will run for about three yards on the play. Will Devin Walker... And that'll be a turnover on downs. Yeah, and you'll see that from time to time by this uh, Elm Creek team. They will uh, throw a few uh, extra wrinkles in there just to give uh, South Loop some different looks. Uh, nearly, nearly being able to make that first down was Walker. Uh, but, of course, that team speed again of South Loop 
able to uh, to uh, stop him short. Well, it's the eighth game of the year. Through the course of the year, you, you, you'd snap your offense. You maybe for the first month, even month and a half, you just kind of run the same place. Well, then you start putting in new stuff, new wrinkles. So I think you'll see new wrinkles potentially for both squads. Out of the pistol here will be Jack Rush. He's going to just run the uh, option, and he'll pitch it out to Connell. Connell will cut back against the flow, and he'll come back inside and gain a couple of yards there. Good per, uh, flow to the football by the Buffaloes, and Austin Geis, one of those key guys, he's the one that makes the tackle after a gain of only two for Connell. Yeah, and once again, a really good slow play there because there was only one guy on that far side for that two-man option there. Uh, and, I mean, the Buffaloes were pursuing – uh, but uh, if the slow play wasn't there, it could have been a big bust. Well, that cutback, you know, you can over-pursue that, but guy stayed right where he was supposed to be. So gain maybe of about three. Nine minutes to go here, second quarter. 14 to nothing south loop. They've got it second and seven at their own 23-yard line. And uh, we have whistles and a timeout being taken here by south loop. So each team has taken a timeout so far here in the first half. This timeout is brought to you by ENT Physicians of Kearney. 14 to nothing Bobcats. They'll have it second and seven from the 23. We come back after this. Experience matters. ENT Physicians of Kearney and Family Hearing Center have physicians who are devoted to the medical and surgical treatment of ear, nose, throat, head, and neck disorders in adults and children. See Drs. Conley, Johnson, and Owen at Kearney ENT and see why experience matters to them. Their main office is located in Kearney. However, they're where you are with five satellite locations located throughout central Nebraska. Providing the highest quality care to everyone, ENT Physicians of Kearney and Family Hearing Center specializing in you. Well, South Loop has a 14-0 lead here at Elm Creek. Carney Catholic 7-0 in Broken Bow in the second quarter on KXPM. Hastings is uh, trailing at Holdridge 7-0 on KHAS Radio. That's also in the second quarter. Uh, Ninth-ranked Grand Island Northwest is trailing at number three York. Nine, excuse me, 3 to nothing. That game is in the second quarter. And our in-game scores... Brought to you by the Simonson Agency. Rush is going to roll out to the right side, and for the second time, he lobs it out in the ends, uh, on the sideline over there, and Nate Fields makes the catch. Big number 50 going up high on the sideline making the catch. Uh, we've got your scores covered for you in the area, and the Simonson Agency, your farmer's insurance agent in Kearney, has you covered for home, life, and auto insurance. See them in Kearney in the strip mall just west of Apple Market. And again, Nate Fields, you might want to have a smaller jersey number next year so you can catch some of those because he's made a couple of nice catches on the sideline. Well, and we had an intentional grounding there on that play. Uh, the intentional grounding rule here in high school, different than college and professional. Way different. Yeah. Yes, yeah. And there was no one here on this near side to throw to, of course, besides the entire uh, Elm Creek sideline. Uh, and, yeah, so going to be a little setback here for South Loop. Now, you want to talk about protecting kids, you know, and, and safety and that sort of thing. I think you should allow intentional grounding as that was done, outside the pocket, downfield, you know, kind of the college version of mm -hmm. it. In any event, it'll be now third and 12 after the intentional grounding. Rush looking to throw the football will step up over the middle, has a man. It's going to be caught, and across midfield is the receiver. And a little stiff arm there by Cade Connell as he's eventually forced out of bounds at the 28-yard line. And there, there was fairly good uh... – you know, coverage there by the Buffaloes, uh, but just a better pitch and catch there. Uh, Rush, can when he gets his groove going, he can really uh, wing that ball in there, uh, but uh, a little bit of cushion from the Elm Creek defense. So that'll be a gain of 34 on the play. First pass completion here for South Loop. Would expect to see them aired out a few more times tonight unless they uh, get, a, get a greater lead here as well. 
Again, they, uh, they average uh, about 131 yards passing per game. Rush again, now that pistol. Behind him is going to be Jace Connell. And they'll hand the ball off to him. And boy, he gets the line of scrimmage, and he gets stood up in that hole. As, again, they, they sandwiched him pretty good. Welcome to the game, Luke McKeon. And, again, a good hard hit there by uh, Preston Walker as well. Gain of two. And I'll tell you what, Jace Connell felt that one. Yeah, and this time uh, Elm Creek's been uh, burned a couple times by Connell there. Uh, not going to be fooled this time. Uh, keying in on both Connell and Rush now, uh, the Elm Creek defense is. So the seventh carry of the game here for Jace Connell. They had back-to-back runs of at least 24 yards for touchdowns. It's going to be now second and eight from the 26. Rush is going to keep it on the sweep, puts his head down, pushes the pile forward, runs over everybody, going to split the defense and go in for a 26-yard touchdown. Well, uh, occasionally for a running quarterback, it's probably about the favorite play call. Just a student body left. You just get at the quarterback, get as many blockers out front to the left side as you can, uh, and Rush doing a good job of shedding a few tacklers or would-be tacklers uh, to get in the end zone. Well, he was hit up high, and he ran behind those shoulder pads and just kept those legs driving, ran over two Buffaloes, or actually split the difference between the two Buffaloes, slipped between the two of them. They lost uh, track of him, and he goes in for the touchdown. So that's 26 yards on the uh, rush here by Jack, and that now makes it 20 to nothing. And now with 7.54 to go here, second quarter, Rush out of the pistol. He's going to roll to his right. He's looking to throw. Has a man underneath. Pass is going to be tipped. It falls incomplete. And with 7.54 to go here in the second quarter, a five-points bank touchdown by number five, Jack Rush. All of our touchdowns this year brought to you by Five Points Bank and Carney, the better bank. So it's now 20 to nothing. South Loop with the lead with 7.54 to go in the second. They're kicking off to the Buffaloes right after this. No matter where you are, even out in this cornfield, when you work with CHS, you're connected. Connected to global grain buyers and food companies. Connected to dependable energy at the pump, at home, and on the job. Connected to food ingredients tailored to your specific needs. Whether it's in energy, grains, or foods, you're connected. CHS, resources for enriching lives. The officers and staff of First Tier Bank take pride in providing professional banking services with several convenient locations in Elm Creek, Kearney, and Holdridge. First Tier Bank offers a full line of banking and financial services, including checking and savings accounts, loans, investment, and insurance services, and the online banking services offered at First Tier, including online bill pay, First Tier Bank, Kearney, Elm Creek, and Holdridge, an equal housing lender. Member FDIC. Well, Marshall still, again, will uh, kick it off here for South Loop. A high kick going to be picked up by a walker at about the uh, 12-yard line. And he'll find a little seam. He cuts through there, and he'll get across the 30 out to about the 33-yard line. Kind of got lost in the traffic just a little bit, but a nice job on the return here by Preston Walker. Yeah, and Walker, a really good return man. Um, you know, we heard Jay Stulen talk about special teams, and we've seen some good special teams plays on uh, some punts here, uh, but a good good return there uh, by Preston Walker here to set uh, Elm Creek up with some pretty good field position uh, to start this drive off. Well, and not only do you need field position, you need a little bit of positive momentum. The crowd is still relatively quiet after a nice return uh, out across the, to about the 34-yard line. Walker will pitch to Walker. Devin with it, trying to get the edge, and he's going to be forced out of bounds. And he may not have even got back to the line of scrimmage. Going all the way across there and making the tackle 
for the uh, Bobcats is going to be Blake Schwarz and the coach's son, who we thought would play, and certainly made his presence known there. Yeah, absolutely, and he's a good player. South Loop's certainly glad to have him back. Uh, can, can make some things happen, like most of these South Loop players. Well, Devin a little frustrated. His largest rush of the night so far has been two yards. That one was negative one. So he currently only has five-yard rushing on five carries. Under center is Preston. Preston, short drop. Now he's going to look to run. He's going to scramble, picks up a nice little block. Now sets up again, throws over the middle. It's complete at the 30, and breaking the tackle is the receiver. He's at the 10, the 5, and into the end zone for a touchdown is Austin Geis. So a little, uh, what seemed like sort of a schoolyard play or a, or a seven on, we might see on a 7-on-7 seven seven camp. Uh, Preston Walker just trying to find some room, trying to keep the play alive, uh, and his receivers did a really good job of coming back and getting open there. Uh, and not exactly a busted play there, uh, but a really good heads-up play by Austin Geist to find the open space and then get a good turn uh, and find some field room to run and get that touchdown. Anthony Quintana had a nice block to pick up the defender and giving time here for the quarterback, Preston Walker, to step back and throw. So here's the two-point conversion, and they're going to fake the pitch. Rolling out to his right now is going to be the quarterback, throws it over the middle late, and it's going to be incomplete. An opportunity here for Preston Walker, but he couldn't make the connection to Quintana. So a five-point spank touchdown after the scramble, and then uh, Geis with a nice little run up the middle after making the catch, and it's 20-6. to six. On the board are the Elm Creek Buffaloes as they ring the bell, but they still trail by 14 with 7.18 to go in the second quarter. We're back after this. Farmers and ranchers are gearing up to get their crops out of the field, and sometimes they have to take the main roads to get there. You've probably gotten stuck behind one of those slow-moving orange triangles a time or two. Well, this fall, the Buffalo County Farm Bureau would like to remind everyone to slow down, be careful, and drive safely. These men and women are planting food for our tables. So next time you get stuck behind a farmer on the way to the field, just give him or her a wave. It's just food in progress. Join the Buffalo County Farm Bureau and support Nebraska agriculture. Oh, I can't believe it. Are you kidding me? Out here in the middle of nowhere, Mom and Bramps will kill me. What's that girl? Call Carney Towing and Repair? Because they'll get us home from anywhere. But I don't have their number. 308-236-9951. Thanks, girl. 24-hour towing. Certified repair. No matter why, no matter where. 308-236-9951. Lock it in. Carney Towing and Repair. Well, a short kick picked up after a couple of bounces here by Jace Connell. Connell will find a little seam and bring it across midfield and be forced out of bounds at about the 38-yard line. So what really looked like not much of anything. Well, he spotted right at the 40. He must have stepped out of bounds and then got pushed out uh, as he was trying to work his way around the defense there. So right at midfield will uh, start the south loop after the long strike. Preston Walker hitting Austin Geis on a 48-yard scramble. Good ad-lib there by the quarterback. Yeah, and uh, we saw a good return by Elm Creek and then a good return back by South Loop showing that they can do it as well. So it'll be Rush out of the pistol here. And he'll get the snap. He'll drop back, has time to throw, and he finds a receiver open at the 20. A little stiff arm here by Clay Connell. Connell gets into the end zone, touchdown. Well, one play, and South Loop gets the touchdown right back. Yeah, and Elm Creek's kind of going to be scratching their heads. They had two defenders right around where the ball was thrown, 
uh, but both of them were about a half step too slow, kind of stuck in the mud there as a the receiver, just kind of just, just blew by him there. Uh, but he had, to get, he had to earn that touchdown there as the defenders quickly uh, were barreling down on him. So 7.02 to go, and we had, uh, let's see, we had a touchdown at the 7.54 mark, the 7.18 mark, and now it's 7.02. We've had three touchdowns in the last minute. Two explosive teams here. Elm Creek's going to want to come out uh, with their hair on fire here uh, to keep some momentum on their side. So Clay Connell with the uh, 40-yard touchdown. And now they're going to run the two-point conversion. They'll hand it off to the first back coming through, and that's Jace. And Jace is not going to get back to the line of scrimmage. So the try for two is no good. So a five-point spank touchdown in the air yet again here for the Bobcats. And they uh, lead it 26-6 to with 7.02 to go here in the second quarter. Back to Elm Creek right after this. Ravenna Sanitation provides the perfect solution for any solid containment requirement. From the old shingles off your roof to a remodeled job, Ravenna Sanitation delivers a roll-off box to your house or side of the project. You fill it up and they pick it up. No more making several trips back and forth to the dump. Rely on Ravenna Sanitation to take care of it for you. Ravenna Sanitation is the quality, dependable trash hauling service you've been looking for. Ravenna Sanitation, serving all of Buffalo County. And welcome back here to our broadcast booth, brought to you by Carney Towing and Repair. We're on the road here in Elm Creek, bringing you the play-by-play, and Carney Towing and Repair is bringing you the, your vehicle home. Don't get stranded on the side of the road from heavy-duty towing to roadside assistance. Call Carney Towing and Repair. When you need us, we'll be there. And uh, the kickoff teams have uh, had a preponderance of action here in the last minute. We've had three touchdowns in the last uh, one minute on the clock. Well, we saw Preston Walker have a pretty good return last time he returned the ball. He's going to want to do that again here. Stills will kick it off, and it'll be a high kick into the wind. It'll be held up a little bit, and Walker will pick it up at about the 13-yard line. Comes right up the middle, runs out of one tackle, bounces to the outside. There's white jerseys out there. He cuts back in, and it'll be short of the 25-yard line. But not a bad return there in uh, in A-man football. You get it across the 15, you, that's plus territory, and he's out to the 25. Yeah, and uh, Devin Walker, a really good return there. Or, I mean, better return than now. Uh, you see, a lot of times with this South Loop team, they have so much team speed they can get down the field. They can uh, really pin you deep. Uh, but the, a shorter kick there, and Devin Walker's able to, to get some yards. So it'll be first and 10. They'll spawn it at the 24. And Elm Creek needs to find a way to answer back again. They had the quick strike a little bit ago. And now they'll empty the backfield here for Preston Walker. Walker looking to throw. He has plenty of time to throw, and we'll throw it in underneath. It's going to be uh, complete. Right down the middle here. And that'll be a nice job of running with the ball by Hans Robbins after he makes the catch. And they're going to move the sticks here after a gain. Uh, they went from the 24 out to about you know, about gain of about 13. Uh, so we're uh, seeing the passing attack here by Elm Creek. And I'm not too surprised about it. Uh, now, South Loop does have teams, but they don't do an amazing job of covering super tight. Uh, so if you can get that ball in there, uh, you should be able to uh, continue to uh, gain some more yards. So two tight ends, one running back here behind the quarterback, and rolling out here is going to be Preston Walker. Walker will throw it on that right side, going to be complete, and he's going to be short of uh, the first down. He's going to be short of uh, getting back to the line of scrimmage. They threw it out on that right side, hoping to kind of set up some isolation, and uh, the pass is complete. I think that was Quintana, and Quintana's actually going to lose a yard. Yeah, and I, I believe that's supposed to be more of a quick hitter there, but uh, Walker kind of slipped as he was trying to get the ball out, or he was rolling out to the right. Uh, and South Loop able to uh, to recover on it. Clock's still moving, 6.26 to go here. As soon as I say clock's moving, they blow the whistle and have a timeout. 
So I jinxed that one pretty good. Second time out here taken by uh, Elm Creek here in the uh, first half. They trail it 26-6. to They'll have it second and 12 from their own 35 after this timeout brought to you by ENT Physicians. When DuPont Pioneer says they're with you from the word go, what does that mean? It means packing a ton of people power, along with unmatched service and support, into high-performance hybrids. Sure, Pioneer Corn products feature high-performance trait packages, but it's your local team of professionals that helps place the right products in your field. Pioneer, with you from the word go. Your Ag Impact partners are Craig Weegis and Todd Travis. And welcome back here as we're in the uh, Carney Towing and Repair broadcast booth at Elm Creek. 6.16 to go here before halftime. 26-6. First quarter moved along pretty quickly. Well, the offense has uh, got things going with uh, so far four touchdowns here in the first six minutes of the second quarter. We still have 6.16 to go in the quarter. 26-6. to six. Looking to add on to their six is Preston Walker. Walker with time to throw. He's going to scramble, roll to his right. Now he's going to curl back. Looks like Doug Flutie out there. He'll spin, and he's got it at the 30. At the 40, he'll uh, spin again, back in. He's going to be pushed forward, and he's going to end up gaining about 14 yards on the scramble. He did. It looked like he always wanted to throw the ball. Looked like Flutie back in the old days, and he gains about 14 yards. And I'll explain to you. Uh, who Doug Flutie is later, Brian Dahlgren. <laughs> I will explain that guy to you later. Hey, hey, it sounds like a deal. Yeah, and he had that little, well, I know that John Elway spin move that he had uh, <laughs> rolling around this backside only because I was taught it. Uh, but, yeah, great play there by Walker. His receivers recovered downfield and able to find some green. Would have busted it bigger. He actually spun into one of his own players. Well, they're going to spot him at about the 31-yard line, but a nice gain. He'll be first and 10 in enemy territory here for Elm Creek, and they're going to have quarterback keep it. There's a flag down. Preston Walker cuts back over the middle, and he's got it inside the uh, 20-yard line down to about the 19. I thought I saw a flag, but they're moving forward. I think somebody might have lost an armband is what it was and ends up being a gain of about 12 on the play, no flag, and Preston Walker with a nice little run there, a gain of 14 and now a gain of 12. Yeah, and uh, really, really finding their uh, uh, some traction right now here in the second quarter, able to move the ball in south loop that they weren't really able to do very well uh, in that first quarter. If I would have said Fran Tarkenton instead of Flutie, I would have really gone back in time. First and 10 from the 19. Handoff. We'll uh, go out to Devin Walker. Walker just trying to find some offensive momentum going. He's going to be knocked down at about the 15-yard line. He's going to be forced out uh, over there by Blake Schwarz. And that's going to be a gain of about four. That's the biggest rush of the night here, the longest rush of the night here by Devin Walker. It's a gain of four. And I will admit, I do know who uh, Doug Flutie is, but... I I'm scratching my head with that the second quarterback name you threw at me. <laughs> and talking to the mic. Oh, God. It's bad. i got to explain that. Second and six from the 15. That's on me. That's on me. I went back too far. Fourth, four and four. Uh, 440 to go here. Second quarter and pressure coming. Walker again will roll out. He'll throw it out into traffic. It's incomplete. He had a guy out there but just couldn't quite get set up and able to air it out enough to Quintana. Actually, had he thrown it, to keep Quintana going in stride, he would have ran out of the end zone. So he ends up throwing it where it had to be. Defense came back and knocked it away from Quintana. That's a good read there by Walker. Uh, but uh, Quintana wasn't able to reel that one in. Good uh, reaction by that defense. Again, team speed here for South Loop. It's a ball is incomplete. Third and six. Quintana, a sure-handed receiver there, so the right guy to throw to. 
That's very true. Hand off right up the middle and uh, nowhere to go at all for Quintana. He was handing the ball, and actually that was Robbins, number nine, not number eight. And he gets back line of scrimmage, and that's going to be it. Yeah, and Robbins uh, had a catch earlier in this game, but that, in that Overton game we uh, were here for earlier in this season, he had a couple of touchdowns there. Uh, so Robbins trying to get on the board again here tonight. Uh, they're going to need to uh, get this first down here uh, with fourth and about five. Well, that was his 24th rush of the season, but he didn't get anything there. So it's going to be now fourth and five from the 14. Obviously, you got to go for it. Tight formation here. Looking to throw is going to be Preston Walker. Walker's got a man in the middle and a great throw. It's a touchdown. What? A right in stride. He was able to drill it into Austin Geis. Well, and South Loop does have so much team speed, but uh, I believe that was a case where they were relying a little too much on their team speed. They don't have anyone uh, back deep covering in a zone coverage. It's all man-to-man, and they leave all their backers up kind of spying on Preston Walker, and they got burned there on that one-on-one man-to-man coverage. Well, perfect pass, and that had a lot to do with it. He threw a dart 15 yards right into the waiting hands of Austin Geist. Coverage wasn't terrible there. That was just a brilliantly thrown ball. So two-point conversion coming up here for Elm Creek. they got to pick up one of these two-point conversions at some juncture. They're still down by 14 with 3.47 to go. And looking to throw here is going to be Walker. Walker throws in underneath in traffic. That's going to be incomplete. And so a five-points bank touchdown, a brilliant throw by Preston Walker to Austin Geis for the touchdown. But the two-point conversion is no good. It's 26-14. South Loop with the lead, and they'll get their hands on the football with 3.47 to go in the second quarter when we come back to Elm Creek right after this. Oh, I can't believe it. Are you kidding me? Out here in the middle of nowhere, Mom and Bramps will kill me. What's that girl? Call Carney Towing and Repair? Because they'll get us home from anywhere. But I don't have their number. 308-236-9951. Thanks, girl. 24-hour towing. Certified repair. No matter why, no matter where. 308-236-9951. Lock it in. Carney Towing and Repair. Well, not too many people are going to throw a better ball than what Preston Walker did there. Kind of scrambling out there, threw it on the run, put it right in the uh, bread box into the hands of the awaiting receiver, Geis. And it's a 14-point ball game with 3.47 to go here, second quarter, 26-14. Elm Creek has cut the lead down to 14, and they'll kick off to the undefeated Bobcats from South Loop. A high kick, and uh, there's nobody back there to even pick that one up. And it's going to go out of bounds. It only went in the end zone by about two, three yards. I'm surprised that South Loop doesn't have somebody down there to field it. That takes a goofy hop. That's an Elm Creek touchdown. Yeah, yeah, they had the guys, both of their um, deep men, only at the 10-yard line. Normally you'll see in uh, uh, eight-man, at least the five-yard line, so that way, you know, if it goes over your head, it's a sure thing into the end zone. Uh, But the South Loop uh, will have, you know, decent field position here. They're not further back than they'd get the ball had it been uh, in the end zone. Well, you're not kicking off with a nine-iron, so trying to get that backspin isn't very easy. But, again, it's it's a weird-shaped football. It's a football-shaped football. You know, it takes weird bounces. I'm kind of surprised I don't have somebody back there trying to just make sure it gets fielded. Anyway, it's going to be first and fifth, first and ten from the 15, and Rush is going to keep it. Quarterback uh, sweep. He'll uh, gain about five, maybe about seven over there. Again, there's nothing fancy about that. No. Gain of five. It's on the far sideline. Couldn't see where they're going to say that he's out of bounds. He gains five. Yeah, and uh, we've seen that a lot tonight, and we'll continue to see it 
uh, just getting rushed the ball uh, and just getting lead blockers out in front of them. And uh, they've been doing a good job uh, of getting some blocks. Elm Creek's flowing well, uh, but, but when you got that team speed that South Loop has, they're able to get some blockers with a little bit of an angle to give Rush some room. Now, Rush has 74 yards passing, but he's only completed two passes. Granted, one's from 34 and the other one's from 40, but uh, the, 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 their first five were incomplete, so they haven't thrown it very much because of the wind that you hear here. And they'll hand the ball off to Connell. Connell goes right up the middle. Just a quick, hard hitter. And he'll bring it to Crowston. Gain a, about uh, eight on the play. And now make it first and ten. Yeah, and we've seen Connell up the middle uh, bust some big ones here. Uh, this one wasn't an extremely huge one there, but a good enough for a first down. Uh, Elm Creek now has to key on both a rush and Connell. They knew that coming into the game. Uh, but they've been keying more on rush here tonight as Connell's been able to, to squeak by for some big runs. Well, yeah, he's got a 25-yard touchdown, a 34-yard touchdown. And... You know, six, eight yards, seven yards. Those are some of his other numbers. So he's that'll get the job done. That'll move the chains. So first and ten from the 27. Clock moving here. South Loop still has a couple of timeouts left if they need it. Rush out of the pistol. He's looking to throw. He'll roll to his right. A little bit of pressure coming. He drops the football. Now he's just going to pounce on it. Somehow just lost the ball. It might have been knocked out of there when Austin Geis went by there and swiped at it. And it's going to be a loss of about uh, two on the play. We'll give guys credit for a sack. Well, and Rush does the veteran thing there. Instead of trying to scoop it up and try making some out of it, uh, he knew just eating that uh, ball right there is the smartest and safest play. Uh, you know, live to die another down. Live to fight another day, they say. And it's a, as you say, veteran decision. He's a senior quarterback, and he's been playing that position here for the Bobcats for quite a while. He's got one running back to his left as he goes out of the pistol here. He's going to fall that running back right up the middle on the quarterback keeper. He drops the football and it looks like Elm Creek has it at about the 37-yard line. No indication yet, but I saw nothing but dark jerseys there. Did Rush somehow get back to it? How in the world did he get back to that football? Rush with the recovery and he's going to end up gaining about seven on the play, but that's not how you want to do it. Yeah, well, and you're not lying there. It seemed like three, maybe even four Elm Creek players were right around that ball, but Rush apparently gets a fortunate bounce, and occasionally uh, underneath those piles you see those guys fight for the ball and you, you know, pull it away from a, a defender there, uh, but Rush able to come up with it. Might want to find some stick'em because he's dropped the last two, uh, last two plays. He's dropped the football. Here he's under center for a quarterback sneak, and there's a hard count, and Elm Creek comes across, and unless they were drawn, this will be an automatic first down here. Yep. That's going to be five easy yards here for the Bobcats as Elm Creek, that hair trigger. You know, when you, when you know that they're going to run that quarterback sneak, you got that hair trigger, and they will bring it across midfield. It'll be first and 10 from the 38 now for South Loop. They lead it 26-12. to 12. Yeah, Elm Creek was really going to pin their ears back there and blitz. It's a blitzing down there, third and short. Uh, but uh, wise call. Um, I'm not sure if the quarterback or if the uh, coach calls the, for the, uh, the, the number of uh, – the snap count, but uh, wise to go for a 2-3 uh, hut snap count there. So third, excuse me, first and 10 from the 38. Low snap for Rush. He's going to roll to his left, and now he looks like he's going to run, and he's going to be met right at the line of scrimmage, and he's going to be able to uh, push Austin Geis across the line of scrimmage for a gain of one, but that's a, still a good play there by Geis. Yeah, those two big, strong players running into each other. Uh, Geis on the roster at 6'2", 215. Uh, Rush, we don't have his height, like you said, about 6'2", 6'3", looks like out there. 180 pounds of both big, strong guys. 
Well, the Bobcats are hurrying here because there's only 52 seconds left to go, and they've got the ball at midfield, the 37 low snap pressure coming, and they're going to get him. No, he's going to lob it out to his left side. It's going to be caught by Connell. Connell makes another man miss, and he's going to go right up the middle. A shovel pass that is going to cover 38 yards for a touchdown. Well, talk about a play there. Veteran play there by Rush. Well, you know, sometimes you'll see those plays, those risky plays uh, backfire on you there. Uh, but, no, good play by getting it out of his hands to Connell. There's three guys on rush, uh, not enough guys downfield to make a play. That's the second touchdown catch of the season here for Jace Connell. He's got two rushes and now one touchdown reception. And with 38 seconds to go here in the second quarter, it's now 32-12, to 12, a 20-point lead here for the Bobcats. Every time someone's run the football, it's only happened once, on a two-point conversion, they've got the touchdown. Every time they've thrown been incomplete that that's both teams combined here pistol formation for jack rush he gets the snap he's looking to throw he throws it in the end zone it appears to be caught the official goes down hasn't been able to make an indication yet he stands up and puts the hands up two-point conversion is good took a while for this signal there because we took out the official but we also had a five points bank touchdown in there as well and so eight points put on that possession Good ad lib there by Jack Rush to set up the touchdown. And with 38 seconds to go before halftime, it's 34-12. to 12. South Loop with the lead here in Elm Creek. We'll be back with the kickoff right after this. New Tech is known as the undisputed yield leader as a result of their excellent performance in university and first trials and in your fields. While winning isn't everything at the high school level, it sure makes things a lot more interesting. To put New Tech's winning genetics to work for you, contact Terry or Jason Stark of Cutting Edge Seed and Chemicals at 750-6060. That's 750-6060. Or visit NewTech at yieldleader.com. Undisputed Midwest Yield Leader. And welcome back here to Elm Creek as the uh, vaunted uh, team speed for South Loop has shown itself here. And a good ad-lib by quarterback Jack Rush, about to be sacked, was able to just kind of a shuttle pass, more of a forward pitch, which is legal, uh, to Jace Connell. And Connell was able to take it 38 yards for the score, and that's really kind of a dagger here. Short little bouncing kick by Still. Going to be picked up by one of the uh, upbacks for... Uh, the Buffaloes, and they'll get the ball out to about the 25-yard line, and that's where Elm Creek will set up shop. They still have a couple of timeouts if they want to use them here, if they want to be aggressive, and they find themselves down here 34-12. to 12. Well, we had a late penalty fly coming, uh, coming out here. We'll see what it is. Looks like a holding on the Buffaloes. Now, I think if you wanted to be aggressive, that might change Jace Doolin's mind there and say, well, we just can't afford to turn the ball over here and really get ourselves buried. Yeah, no doubt that uh, holding call there hurts them a little bit here, but uh, wouldn't be surprised to see them still go for a, a shot at the end zone, one or, twi- or one or two plays here, but you don't want to just pass, 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 uh, you know, burn three downs and, you know, give this explosive South Loop team the ball with 20 seconds left. They could score with, you know, only a second left here as well as they've been moving the ball. I would just do a quick hitter and get what you can. Uh, they will back him up. They'll be down to the 15-yard line, so about the same effect as if they would have kicked it into the end zone. Under center here is going to be Walker. Walker just going to hand the ball off on that right side. Coming up here is going to be Robbins. And I think Robbins ends up going out of bounds after a gain of five. And that's not what you want to do if uh, you're trying to work the clock, but uh, Robbins does gain about five yards. 
Yeah, and we'll see. Uh, we'll see with a little bit better field position here, a little bit better spot if they do side to, to take a stab down field here, or if they continue to just keep the ball on the ground. Well, again, if you're going to get a five yards every crack, well, you're going to need more cracks than that. There's only 27 seconds left to go here. Again, two tight ends, and a uh, handoff on a little counter on the outside. Devin Walker protecting the football. He stays in bounds, and he'll get the ball out to about the 23-yard line. So that'll be a gain of about three here for Devin Walker. Clock still moving. We're inside of 10 seconds to go, and either team in uh, a great hurry here. Elm Creek does break the huddle. There's three seconds left. One second left. They snap it. They're going to have the quarterback keep it, and Walker will take it off to that left side. He'll bring it out across the 35 out to about the 36-yard line, so they'll gain 12 on that play. Help the stats a little bit, but we have played two full quarters here. We are at halftime, and uh, so far for South Loop, they're in great shape to win a district championship, and Elm Creek has to find some way to slow down the Bobcats. It's South Loop 34, Elm Creek 12, and we'll step away for a moment. When we come back, we'll have the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report coming up right after this. This broadcast is made possible in part by Rusty's Fertilizer in Elm Creek, a proud sponsor of all area athletes. Rusty's Fertilizer is the only place you need to go to get all the fertilizers you need to keep your farm growing year after year. Rusty's has been your fertilizer experts in Elm Creek for generations, and they're up to date on all the chemicals and fertilizers, so trust the experts at Rusty's Fertilizer in Elm Creek. Genetics first, trade second. With Aurora Cooperative, you can source genetics from the four major germplasms available in the U.S., allowing you to choose the best genetics possible for each and every acre. Aurora Cooperative agronomists have been very active in the field, getting to know your hybrid choices this season, inside and out, so that they can be your trusted resource to help you make the right selections for your farm and your yields. To create the highest yielding story for your acres and take advantage of our unique early incentives, contact your local Aurora Cooperative agronomist today. Aurora Cooperative, putting owner's equity to work. The officers and staff of First Tier Bank take pride in providing professional banking services with several convenient locations in Elm Creek, Kearney, and Holdridge. First Tier Bank offers a full line of banking and financial services, including checking and savings accounts, loans, investment, and insurance services, and the online banking services offered at First Tier, including online bill pay. First Tier Bank, Kearney, Elm Creek, and Holdridge, an equal housing lender, member FDIC. Uh, welcome back to Elm Creek, Nebraska here as the uh, Buffaloes are taking on the South Loop Bobcats here. Uh, we are here with your Ravenna Sanitation halftime show. Says your Ravenna Sanitation says your trash is our treasure serving Buffalo County for business or residential service. Ravenna Sanitation is your trash collection connection. Find us in your local Yellow Pages. Well, we've got a few scores from around the area. Um, this is a big, uh, big night for uh, playoff implications. Uh, teams could either move up or could move out. Uh, of playoff uh, with a win or a loss here with these playoff points. But uh, some games from uh, last night, uh, Carney, the number two team in Class A, uh, able to beat Omaha Benson 56-7 and finish with an undefeated regular season. Uh, Grand Island tonight able to uh, trounce uh, Lincoln Southeast, a final score of 16-13 to there, uh, moving on to Class B. Over on KHAS 1230, uh, Holdridge is taking on Hastings. Holdridge has a 13-7 to lead at halftime. Uh, Seward right now trailing number 10 team in Class B, Aurora, 21-13. to Grand Island Northwest is the number 9 team in Class B, taking on number 3, York, down right now. York has the lead 10 to nothing at halftime. Uh, in McCook, 
Uh, McCook leads 21 to nothing uh, against Lexington. That is game is in your second quarter. Carney uh, Catholic playing. Uh, that game is on KXPN right now. It's in the second quarter. Carney Catholic needing a win to get into playoffs. Got a 21 to nothing lead over Broken Bow. Uh, Got to be pleased with that. Uh, Gordon Rushville currently has a 13 to 8 lead over Kozad. Uh, looking for a score still for Adam Central, Columbus Scotus, and Boone Central, Newman Grove, and GICC. Uh, some games that finished yesterday. Uh, number four team in Class B. Fairbury, or excuse me, C1 Fairbury gets a 52-13 win over Milford Dorchester, and Gothenburg taking care of business uh, against Minden, 34-10. Moving on to Class C2, uh, Gibbon and Hastings St. Cecilia. That game is on KICS. Uh, Hastings St. Cecilia has a 7-0 lead over Gibbon at half. Uh, Arcadia Loop City right now playing some good ball, uh, 36 to nothing right now over Fillmore Central. Sutton and Centennial, Centennial, the number one team in Class C2 right now, tied with Sutton at halftime, 6 to 6. St. Paul right now trailing Central City, uh, 17 to 7 at half. Twin River right now trailing Centura, 28 to nothing at half. Now moving on to Class D1, our game here, uh, South Loop has a lead, uh, 34 to 12 uh, over Elm Creek uh, in Ravenna right now, or excuse me, in Overton. Overton has the lead 20-16 to 16 over Ravenna. That game is at halftime. And Kennesaw right now playing a battle of ranked teams, top 10 teams, has a lead right now at Heartland, 32-26. to 26. That game is in the second quarter. Uh, Superior right now leading Thayer Central at 12-6. to 6. Now, uh, some games from yesterday. Southwest able to beat Alma 64-20. to 20. Cambridge took care of business against Amherst 46-13. Uh, and Bertrand falls to Medicine Valley, the number nine team uh, in class at D1, uh, 56-8. Uh, and McCool Junction with a big lead, or excuse me, a close win against uh, Franklin, 48-42. Uh, and then that final game uh, from class D1 for Thursday, East Butler taking care of business against Nebraska Christian. 44 to 8. Uh, now in Class D2, we have Giltner uh, with a 34 to 6 lead over Axtell. That game is at half. Central Valley right now leading uh, SEM 22 to nothing. That game is in the second quarter. Uh, and some games from yesterday that finished up. Uh, Anselmo Myrna taking care of business against Maxwell big time here, 90 to 46. That final score. Uh, and a game that we had last night on uh, here on Classic Hits 98-9. Pleasanton with a huge second half. Uh, wins over Ansley Litchfield in a rivalry match there, 69 to 32. Number four team uh, in Class D2 Blue Hill uh, gets the 62 to 22 win over Shelton and Arapahoe beating Eustis Farnham 66 to 20. Uh, and Wallace with a big big scoreline here, 88 to 28 yesterday. Uh, and then for our six-man games, Elwood currently uh, with a 40 to nothing lead against Silver Lake at half. Uh, Deschler yesterday able to uh, beat Wilcox Silver 62-34. Uh, and number two, Harvard, uh, get the win against McPherson County, who had to forfeit. Uh, so those are your score updates here. Uh, we are in the Ravenna Sanitation halftime report right now. Uh, Randy, what, what have you seen so far tonight uh, from Elm Creek and, uh, and South Loop? Well, let's get you a, a kind of a scoring wrap-up here of our football game. Again, we are at intermission, 34-12. to 12. Uh, as South Loop has the advantage. Uh, only one touchdown in the first quarter. That's when South Loop's Jace Connell was able to rush right up the middle, 25 yards with a touchdown. The two-point conversion run by Rush was good. It was 8 to nothing at that point. And then it didn't take him a whole lot more time. About three minutes uh, later on the clock, South Loop again got McConnell. Very next time he carried the ball, went 34 yards with a touchdown. The try for two, no good. It was 14 to nothing with 11.51 to go in the second quarter. 
And then South Loop added the next touchdown as well. This time Jake Rush was able to uh, run it himself for 26 yards, try for two no good, 20 to nothing at that point. Ensuing drive on a little scramble. Preston Walker able to connect with Austin Geis, and Geis with a, a stiff arm and outran the defense, went 48 yards. It was 20 to six at that point. And then their very next ensuing drive, Rush again connecting with Kate Connell on a 40-yard touchdown pass, 26 to six as they had three touchdowns, two for uh, South Loop and one for Elm Creek in the span of one minute in the football game. And then they, uh, a little bit after that, Elm Creek was able to drive. Uh, Walker hit Geis on a 15-yard strike, just a beautiful pass. Try for two, no good. It was 26-12, to 12, and then with 37 seconds left to go before halftime, a little shuttle pass from Rush to McConnell. This time it goes 38 yards. The try for two was good, and we are at 34 to uh, 12 South Loop with the lead right now and that is our uh, scoring wrap-up this wrap-up is brought to you by Buffalo County Farm Bureau everything you need covered wrapped up in one great insurance agent Buffalo County Farm Bureau in Kearney we'll step away for a moment we'll give you our halftime statistics and talk about the a whole lot more here the final regular season game here for both South Loop and for Elm Creek both teams are going to make the playoffs but where are they going to be once those brackets are drawn tomorrow well, we'll find out a lot more here as uh, we'll have the second half coming up here in about nine minutes or so. You're listening to the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. South Loop leading here in Elm Creek, 34-12. to 12. We'll take a look at the halftime numbers right after this. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life. With several locations in Kearney and surrounding areas. Ask your doctor how Family Physical Therapy can improve your quality of life. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, excellence in rehabilitation, is a very proud supporter of all of our area athletes in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravana, and Wood River. Agriculture is a business where margins are everything, and profitability is determined by the weather, markets, regulations, politics, and everything in between. It's good to have a friend looking out for you. Buffalo County Farm Bureau has been that friend to farmers and ranchers, bringing them together to discuss challenges, identify solutions, and advocate on issues they've determined are critical to keeping current and future generations on the land. Join the Buffalo County Farm Bureau today and support Nebraska agriculture. Is back pain keeping you from doing the activities you enjoy? Is hip, knee, or ankle pain making even the shortest walks difficult? Is hand, wrist, or finger pain making you cut tasks short or take frequent pauses? New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery is here to tell you that you don't have to live with the pain. With training in a wide range of specialties, New West has the doctor to get you back into the game. Schedule your appointment today. No referral is necessary. All major insurances accepted. And welcome back. Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report here at Elm Creek where the Buffaloes have a little work to do. They find themselves trailing undefeated South Loop 34-12 to here at intermission. And let's check the numbers for the number five Bobcats. Uh, Jack Rush throwing the ball is three of eight in the air for 112 yards he completed after his first five passes were, incom were incomplete. His next three were good for 34, 40, and 38 yards, including a couple of touchdowns in there. And so he's got 112 yards, three of eight passing is Jack Rush. On the ground, as expected, Rush is the leading rusher. I didn't mean to do that. Uh, and Rush has carried the ball 14 times 
for uh, uh, 62 yards here in the game. And Jace Connell, I, I misspoke, Jace Connell is the leading rusher. He's carried the ball eight times for 88 yards as Rush has really been more of a decoy. And so uh, between the two of them, uh, 22 carries for South Loop for 150 yards. Again, Connell with a 25 and a 34-yard touchdown. Leading rushers got 88 yards on eight carries, 11 yards per rush for McConnell. Rush also with uh, 62 yards on 14 carries, so 150 yards rushing, 112 yards in the air, so 262 yards of total offense here for South Loop, and they did not turn the ball over at all in the first half. Elm Creek did have a a turnover that uh, eventually cost them. They they scored later on in the drive, did uh, South Loop, Uh, but running the ball here for the Buffaloes, Anthony Quintana has two carries for 23 yards. Hans Robbins has two carries for five yards. Preston Walker's carried the ball 10 times for 71 yards, and Devin Walker has seven carries for 12 yards, so 83, 88, uh, about 120 yards rushing here for Elm Creek in the first half. Passing, Preston Walker is four of nine in the air for uh, 75 yards, did have the one interception, so 75 yards in the air, so a little bit less than 200 yards of total offense. The statistics aren't that uneven uh, between these two teams, but on the scoreboard, it is South Loop who's got about 50 more yards. They also have 22 more points. They lead it here, 34 to 12 in uh, Elm Creek here at halftime. And our Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report will continue right after this. This sports broadcast is made possible in part by Kappa Grain in Elm Creek. Did you know that Kappa has a way for you to save time, money, and get the best prices for your grain and have records of it? With their online offer center powered by DNT Market Space. See kappagrains.com. Make sure you're getting what you deserve for all your hard work and dedication. Kappa takes great pride in doing what they can to make it easier, faster, and more profitable for you. Best of luck to all the area athletes from Kappa Grains. No matter where you are, even out in this cornfield, when you work with CHS, you're connected. Connected to global grain buyers and food companies. Connected to dependable energy at the pump, at home, and on the job. Connected to food ingredients tailored to your specific needs. Whether it's in energy, grains, or foods, you're connected. CHS, resources for enriching lives. The doctors at ENT Physicians of Kearney are devoted to the medical and surgical treatment of ear, nose, throat, and head and neck disorders in patients of all ages. We have proudly provided Kearney and the surrounding areas with ENT and audiology services since 1994. We're excited to introduce full-time allergy services for both adults and children. We strive to provide the highest quality care here in Kearney and at five satellite locations located throughout central Nebraska. Make an appointment today with Dr. Connolly, Dr. Owen, or myself, Dr. Johnson, here at ENT Physicians of Kearney and see why experience matters to us. Us specializing in you. And welcome back here to the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report here in Elm Creek where the Buffaloes are trailing it here 34-12. to 12. And, you know, we've talked quite a bit about the, the, the team speed here for South Loop, and we've seen it. We've also kind of talked about Elm Creek being maybe maybe a little bit stronger up front. Uh, they haven't been able to exert themselves. Statistically, it's fairly even here in the game, 111 yards rushing for Elm Creek. Uh, and uh, for South Loop, they've got 150, so difference is only about 40 yards, which is half the field, might be one touchdown, certainly not three touchdowns, and that is exactly 
where the uh, Buffaloes find themselves right now. They trail it by three touchdowns, trailing it here 34-12. to 12. So they're going to have to have maybe a break go their way, and that defense is going to have to make something happen. Well, yeah, when we talked to both coaches, that they both kind of stressed uh, eliminating the big play. And so far, South Loop has been doing a good job of eliminating most big plays, whereas Elm Creek has been you know, burned a couple of times on, on, some, on some good uh, run plays uh, up the middle. Uh, they're keen on the outside because Jake Rush is doing, or excuse me, yeah, Jack Rush is doing an extremely good job of busting it to the outside. Uh, but on the flip side of things, Elm Creek's really going to want to uh, start getting some more momentum, a good defensive stop coming out here will help that extremely well uh, and then build up a good mo- a momentous drive uh, to, to start things going in their favor. Well, and again, you know, both teams have had big plays, but South Loop has had more of them. You know, they, they certainly uh, certainly have. And uh, you just really have seen some nice ad libs out there. The, uh, the, the touchdown throw uh, where Preston Walker was kind of scrambling around a little bit and then picked up a nice block from Quintana, had enough time, found Geis with a touchdown. That was a huge play. And then, to me, the backbreaker is the last touchdown late in that second quarter where it looked like um, Rush was going to get sacked because they came with some pressure, and he was able to basically just pitch it forward, kind of a little shuttle pass out to Jace Connell. And Connell, there wasn't too many guys left because everybody was at the quarterback, and uh, he goes 38 yards for the touchdown. So I I like the aggressive call, but sometimes you can do everything right and have it not work, and that's kind of what happened to Elm Creek there late with about 37 seconds to go in that second quarter, and they find themselves behind the eight ball here a little bit. They trail it 34-12, to 12, uh, and uh, the second half, they're going to have to have a good start to the second half and gain a little bit of that momentum back as they down by 22, and we'll see whether or not they can do that as we now will wrap up our Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. We'll be back with the kickoff here for the second half between Elm Creek and South Loop right after this timeout. Buzz's Marine of Kearney wants your boat, and they're going to make it more than worth your while. Right now, if you trade in your used boat for a brand new boat, your winterization is on Buzz's Marine. Plus, if your trade-in boat is a 2010 or newer, you get $1,000 extra added value on your trade-in. This incredible trade-in offer expires October 31st. See store for full details at Buzz's Marine 5th and Central Kearney. Or shop new boats online at buzzesmarine.com trade. That's buzzesmarine.com trade. Did your crops lose their fertilizer to Mother Nature last spring? This year, you need to utilize Enzone as your nitrogen management aid. Enzone will enhance your fertilizer's efficiency so your crops will utilize the nitrogen that you give them. To get Enzone added to your fertilizer, talk to your local fertilizer or chemical retailer. If they don't have Enzone Synergizer NutriPack, encourage them to visit with Mid Nebraska Chemicals at www.mncag.com or call 308 468 6206. Oh, I can't believe it. Are you kidding me? Out here in the middle of nowhere, Mom and Bramps will kill me. What's that girl? Call Carney Towing and Repair? Because they'll get us home from anywhere. But I don't have their number. 308-236-9951. Thanks, girl. 24-hour towing. Certified repair. No matter why, no matter where. 308-236-9951. Lock it in. Carney Towing and Repair. And welcome back here at Elm Creek. The Buffaloes trailing it here at home, 34-12. to 12. And, again, they kind of, kind of had uh, just a weird schedule. They play one of the best teams in the state in Kennesaw to start the season. And now they're playing the number five team in the state, South Loop, here at the end of the regular season. And they just kind of ran roughshod 
uh, over the uh, middle uh, middle part of that season. Yeah, and both teams had a, a sort of a, I don't know, front-end and back-ended loaded uh, schedule with Kennesaw uh, for Elm Creek and then here. Both teams playing uh, each other here. Uh, for South Loop, they played Hemingford, which is typically a good team here. But that middle of the schedule here, so not as strong. This is the true test for playoffs here for both teams. Well, Elm Creek will get their hands on the football first to start the second half. Going to be picked up by uh, one of the uh, upbacks, and he'll uh, be able to make it out to about the 25-yard line, just kind of make and do with what you can because they didn't really have time to set up the uh, wall there and make it in as much hay as he could there was Jaden Ford. And he's going to be pulled down at about the 25-yard line. Yeah, and so a decent field position here. Elm Creek, uh, you know, they're going to really need to build momentum on this first drive. This, could, uh, this drive could really tell a lot about how the rest of this game goes for either team. Well, down by 22, Elm Creek needs something positive to happen. They've got good field position to get things started. And now the, uh, they're going to have a penalty to get things started here, legal procedure right out of the gate. So that's not what you want to have happen. They'll back him out to the 20-yard uh, line, be first and 15, as they've got to get the ball all the way out now to the 35. Be interested to see what the, the play calling here in the second half is for Elm Creek, if they continue to try uh, getting a little bit of traction on the ground or if they, they go to that effective passing game that they've had. Well, they, that's their bread and butter. I think they still have to run the football, and they're going to go with a quarterback sweep here. And on that right side, they didn't keep track of that uh, defensive end. And Preston Walker is actually going to lose yards on the play. Yeah, and a good swarming there by the South Loop defense, uh, able to get back into that backfield awfully quickly. Uh, and we've talked about the, the difference between, you know, strength and speed here. And, and sometimes that speed causes more havoc to a, a big, strong offensive line than, than a defensive line that's big and strong because you're not used to playing those quick guys. So with the loss of one and the five-yard penalty, you're facing second and 16. Not a recipe for success. Low snap, Walker with time to throw. Now he'll roll out to his right. Still looking, still looking. Pressure coming. And they're going to wrap him down as he'll be down at about the 12-yard line. Yeah, and a uh, really good heads of play. We've seen uh, Preston Walker bust some of these plays when he's gotten pressure in his face. He's doing a good job normally of reversing out and getting some field position. Now, uh, South Loop not making a mistake there. Well, you talk about a coverage sack. That's exactly that. what that was. He had some time to throw. He had nowhere to really go with the football, and eventually the pocket collapsed around him. Found a little time going to that outside, and then here comes the pressure. So... Wide out to the right, two to the left here, and Walker with a short drop will back up. He'll throw. He lobs it out there, and Quintana trying to come up with it at midfield. Can't quite. Pretty good coverage on the play there by uh, number 26, Leighton Bubak. Bubak right there with Quintana, but Quintana did a nice job of shielding the defender away from the ball and then trying to break on the ball but couldn't quite have that timeout as it falls incomplete. Yeah, and it was almost like he did too good of a job shielding because he got too far in on the field if he was out a little bit further. Of course, the defender was right there as well, so it would have been anybody's ball. So, punting situation here, a three and out, and so Jaden Ford will stand at his own three-yard line, wait the snap, it's a good snap, a high kick. It's going to be relatively short with a little backspin on it, and it's going to land out of bounds right at midfield. So the ball will be right at midfield here for South Loop. That's where they're going to set up shop for the first time here in the second half, and they already have a 34-12 to 12 lead. Well, we'll see what the Elm Creek defense can do here to stop this South Loop team. You've got to expect that they're going to throw some wrinkles here, uh, try figuring out a, a way to uh, curtail this effective South Loop offense. So first possession of the second half here after the three and out for Elm Creek when they got the second half kickoff. 
and the back end of the football is at the 40-yard line. And Rush will call it out. Quarterback sweep. Lead blocker out there, including a uh, guard that pulled. He puts his head down, and he gets it out to the 30-yard line and keeps on pushing, and he's going to take it all the way down to the 29. That's going to be a gain of 11, and that's just smash-mouth football, South Loop Bobcat style. Yeah, and uh, some good blocking by South Loop as they had basically student body left leading with uh, lead blockers for Jake Rush, but I, there was a pancake there. There was too many guys. I couldn't see who got it, but uh, some really good blocking by South Loop on the play. And they, uh, they, they pulled the guard out there, and uh, running with them was uh, Dylan Nelson as he came through there and was one of the lead blockers coming from the backside. And again, they'll go with that pistol because uh, McConnell will be behind Rush. He'll hand the ball off. Nope, Rush is going to throw it in underneath, and it's going to be a gain of about 10 as Quintana will uh, spin the uh, receiver out of bounds, and that's Cade Connell after a gain of 10. Oh, really good play fake there. Had me fooled, certainly, uh, but a good, even better pass in that play fake there, just threading the needle and uh, getting it to his receiver. Almost a first down there, uh, only about a yard to go. Well, that's the offense that really was kind of started at Nevada with that, that pistol formation that you kind of see now and again. UNK runs the same formation where they will take the ball out of one guy's belly and just have a quick little throw out to the outside. And they're going to give him just a little bit short of the first down territory here. So it's going to be second and about the length of the football here. Arash is going to run it, and he's going to get pushed from behind, which is legal. And he'll gain about a yard, maybe two on the play. And that will move the sticks here as another first down. The chain gang will be moving the chains, just like the uh, good folks at Carney Towing and Repair will do for you. If you're stranded on the side of the road, no matter where, they'll get you home. Carney Towing and Repair. Two yards, that's enough for a first down. And Rush uh, kind of holding his uh, arm there a little bit. Might have got a stinger there, uh, but staying in the ball game. All these guys, both sides of the ball, uh, are really, uh, really uh, physical guys. They're not going to come out unless they're really banged up. Well, you're going to get your hand smashed carrying a football. I mean, it's just, it's just going to happen. Nine and a half to go here in the uh, second quarter. They run the option. Rush is going to keep it. He'll spin, and he'll bring it inside the 10-yard line. So he'll gain about six on the play. Good read there. Uh, the flow went to the outside, so he just kind of took the ball out of the running back's belly, spun to the inside, and ends up gaining six. Yeah, uh, Jack Rush does a really good job of taking what he can get. Occasionally, he can make uh, something out of nothing there, uh, but there was a little bit there on the inside. And we always talk about, uh, you know, three or four yards is usually a good run. Well, it seems like South Loop's getting like six or seven each time they run the ball here. Second and a short four. As again, they'll go pistol. One wide out to the right, one to the left. Connell behind him. He gets the handoff, has a little seam, goes right up the middle, goes untouched for a touchdown. That's nine yards for a five-points bank touchdown. Connell again up the middle. Uh, he's been doing a good job when he's been getting the ball. Effective runner there. Uh, his third touchdown on the night here. and I believe it's the exact same play call. They just give him a little uh, read inside the middle, and he just cuts it right up uh, between uh, the defensive linemen, and there's no one back deep enough uh, to stop him. So 40-12, to 12, a 28-point lead right now for Elm Creek with 8.45 to go. And again, what you just didn't want to have happen. You didn't want to three and out. You didn't want to give them good field position. And then you didn't want to give up a touchdown. Well, all those things has happened here to the Buffaloes. And now the two-point conversion. Rolling out is going to be Rush. Rush will throw. Has a man on the inside. Can't make the connection. It falls incomplete. And so with 8.45 to go here in the third quarter, it's now 40-12, to 12, South, Loop, South Loop 
with the lead here in Elm Creek. And we'll be back with the kickoff right after this. You see it every weekend. Teams at every level emphasizing the look of their uniform. Look sharp, play sharp. It's what they're affirming. And Pro Team Design puts any sports apparel style, screen print, or embroidery at your fingertips. In person or online, the latest designs from the widest selection of brands. Look sharp, play sharp with Pro Team Design. 2716 Old Fair Road, Grand Island. Or shop and order online at ProTeamDesign.com. And welcome back here to Elm Creek. Jace Connor with his third rushing touchdown of the night. This one comes with 8.45 to go here in the third quarter. And South Loop right now in control here in uh, Elm Creek, 40-12. to 12, As it appears, South Loop in great position here to win a district title. Yeah, and Elm Creek, there's still going to be a lot of fight left in these Buffaloes. It's parent night here. They've got a lot to play for. Um, but certainly things have been falling uh, South Loop's way tonight. So, again, kicking off will be uh, Marshall Still. Still puts the hand in the air. That win is a little bit of a factor, a short kick, and it'll be picked up of one of the uh, up backs. Running up here with it is going to be Austin Geis, and Geis will bring it out to about the uh, 28-yard line, and that's where they'll set up shop here. We want to remind you that the Internet streaming of all of our high school games at Platte River Radio Group of Stations and at PlatteRiverProuts.com is brought to you by Barney Insurance and Carney Holdridge Lexington. And Lincoln. And by the way, if you haven't checked out PlatteRiverPreps.com, you should. There's a great selection of uh, photographs there that you can use and put on your Facebook page. and Well, print it and put it on your wall. We don't care. Uh, great selection there, and you can get all of our games streaming. Thanks to our friends at Barney Insurance. Under center. And now they'll run the uh, counter here for Devin Walker. Walker coming on that left side. He breaks to the seam, and he's going to go to the house. He's going to take it 53 yards. A great play there as they bring him from the wing all the way around, and he's going to go 53 yards for the touchdown. Well, that's exactly what uh, Devin Walker needed to get going. He's a quick back, but he's got a lot of acceleration there. Well, they give him a little end around there, uh, and he's able to pick up speed. And you know what? You give him a full head of steam. I don't care how fast the South Loop uh, defense is. You're not going to catch him with a full head of steam. Well, he did, and that's the key element there. Ryan, he had a full head of steam. When he got the ball handed to him, he was already full speed, was able to turn the edge there, and by the time the defense reacted to it, they were too slow because they had to they had to make an adjustment. So Preston, under center, and he's going to drop back. Pressure coming. They pick up the block. He's going to roll to the outside, and he's going to head for the pylon, and he gets the two-point conversion. So Devin with the touchdown, and then Preston with the two-point conversion, and the lead is cut down to 20. Eight and a half to go here in the third quarter. Just what the Buffaloes needed as they ring the bell and they get the two-point conversion. However, there is a face mask, and it's going to be on the defense. They'll decline that, and the two-point conversion will stand. So it is 40-20. The lead is 20 right now for South Loop, and the Buffaloes will kick it off. We come back right after this. Have you ever seen a rusty fish? That question illustrates the point that the same way scales protect a fish from his environment, the bullet spray on bed liners from the dent popper protect your pickup bed. No rust, no dents, no scratches, no chemical corrosion. So your truck has a longer work life and holds its value longer, reduces load slippage. And here's a bonus. It quiets the ride. See the dent popper north of railroad on first on the bricks, downtown Kearney, and get a free estimate for a bullet spray on bed liner guaranteed for as long as you own your truck. And welcome back here to the uh, Carney Towing and Repair broadcast booth. 
on the road here at Elm Creek. The Buffaloes right now showing some fight. And you kind of mentioned it, Ryan. It's it's just important to, to battle to the final end there because you're heading to the playoffs. It's about building some momentum for the playoffs. And it's the beginning of a comeback here for the Buffaloes. Yeah, it's exactly what they needed after uh, South Loop scored there uh, on their first drive of the half. Uh, Elm Creek able, though, to uh, return the favor here. And they're going to try uh, getting a good kickoff here and a good uh, defensive uh, set of downs. And they're going to kick it up high, and it'll be picked up at about the uh, five-yard line. And they'll go right up the middle, and there's a little bit of a running room there. They'll bring it out to about the 22, short of the 25-yard line. That's where they're going to wrap things up there. It was, it was Connell who had the return at about the 23-yard line. Yeah, and Connell didn't, didn't look like he was too sure which way he was going to go. He went right, he went left, uh, and able to find a little crease off to that left side there. Uh, but Elm Creek, uh, you know, given a Giving a good effort, giving a good chase there, and not allowing that fast uh, South Loop player to uh, get the edge. A juke of a couple yards to the right, juke of a couple yards to the left. Pretty soon, you're running up the middle, and that's <laughs> kind of what they did there, but tried to make a couple of guys miss and got what he could, and it'll be first and 10 from the 23-yard line. So Rush at quarterback will be in the pistol, has been most of the case all night, and he's just going to go right over the top of the guard, following his running back through there. And that's just a, a power play as your quarterback being your, your major runner there. And it'll be a gain of about four here for Jack Rush. Uh, and again tonight, uh, I made mention of it earlier tonight, but uh, somewhat of an unorthodox sort of defensive set here uh, for Elm Creek with only two uh, down defensive linemen. You don't necessarily see that all the time in eight-man. Uh, but so far, it's been awfully effective. Uh, it allows their linebackers uh, to be able to use their speed uh, to get right and left there uh, with four backers in the middle. Rush with 18 carries on the night. He's got 70-some-odd yards, so he's getting awfully close to having 1,000 yards on the season. He came in with 918, and here he's going to hand the ball off to Connell. Connell will take it around the uh, over the top of the guard there. Excuse me, over the top of the end there, and he'll take it out to about the 35-yard line. That'll be a gain of seven for Jace Connell, and it will move the sticks. Well, that was a really good play call there by South Loop. Elm Creek was actually lined up on our near side where South Loop ran the ball, but they shifted off to the right side, and that play uh, just came this way, uh, and I was able to allow the blockers uh, to seal off uh, and allow for that good run. Still seven and a half minutes to go in this football game. It's 40-20, uh, to 20, South Loop with the lead and the football, and they want to work as much clock as humanly possible, and the Buffaloes would love to force a turnover of some sort here, as, again, South Loop... Gets the first down. They've got it first and 10 at their own 35. Rush is going to keep it, and he's going to lean in, and he'll take it out to about the 38-yard line. They extend things out there as they ran the option. McConnell was on the option, leading the uh, blocking there for uh, South Loop was uh, Cooper Taylor, and it's going to end up being a gain of about four and a half. Well, and you were talking about how Elm Creek needed uh, a little momentum, force a turnover here. You can tell that uh, Elm Creek's really swiping at the ball here now. Uh, as physical of a runner as Jack Rush is, he doesn't go straight to the ground, and that allows for the opportunity to uh, swipe at that ball. And he's dropped the ball a couple of times tonight. So for Elm Creek, you, you might give up a yard or two to try to rip at the football and see if you can get possession of it. Rush out of the pistol, calls it out, and he's looking to throw. Pressure coming. He'll roll to his right. Now he's going to run. And he'll be out of bounds on the other side of the 40-yard uh, line, but just barely. So that's going to be a gain of about a yard and a half. The uh, blitz worked that time pretty effectively for Elm Creek. Yeah, and it was a good, it was a good time for that play call on the blitz there because uh, South Loop had a man on the far side who looked like he was in pretty good position uh, had Rush had enough time to, to get the ball off. But he did not. Absolutely he right. He absolutely did not. And I think one of the guys coming through on that far side there was uh, – Lathan Jonak from his uh, defensive end position. 
as the blitz came and they you can only block one of them and uh, Jonek was the one that kind of came free they're going to empty the backfield nope they're going to have a running back just to the left here of Rush and Rush will run right up the middle and he's going to be tackled in the open field that's a good open field tackle there by Devin Walker no gain on the play it's going to be maybe even a short loss it's going to be fourth and a good five here for uh, South Loop at midfield and that was either a, a very good read or a good defensive play call right there because Devin Walker, as soon as that ball came across, was instantly upfield uh, at Jake Rush. Didn't even really give him time to pitch the ball out there. Had he done it, though, uh, there was another Elm Creek defender out there. Preston Walker is standing at the five-yard line, and his own 28 here is a number five. Jack Rush, he'll put the foot into it. A high kick, and it's going to be a short one, and it's going to have a little backspin on it, and it's going to roll at the 30-yard line. That's going to be an 11-yard punt. Yeah, not not exactly the type of punt you you would uh, hope for right there. Um, I'm not sure how well, much Elm Creek it is. Well, absolutely. Yeah, on the South Loop side of things, I wasn't sure. Might have came off his foot a little bit bad, but you got to imagine that that wind, this crosswind here, had to have affected that punt a little bit. Well, I think sometimes that blows that ball toward your body a little bit, and then you don't get the extension on it. I've learned more about punting in the last couple of years <laughs> than I ever thought I would. First and 10 from about the 30-yard line. And under center is going to be Preston Walker. Two tight ends, tight eye formation, and the pitch out for Devin. Devin, who got free a little bit ago, will now go on that right side and gain maybe about three, kind of a power formation. And again, if you're Elm Creek, you've been pounding on these guys and pounding on these guys, and you're hoping to kind of get the, the benefit of that. They scored the last time they got it on the uh, long run by Devin Walker for the touchdown. Well, I believe that's exactly the kind of play you want to give to Devin. Uh, handoffs are good and all, but he doesn't usually get enough speed there. Well, when you pitch it to him, he's able to get a few uh, steps to, to build some momentum. He's still in the eye here as Preston's under center, and they'll hand it off to him going right over the top of the guard. And he'll be close to a first down marker here. Just a quick little hitter. Gains about four, four and a half. It's going to set up now third and, well, he didn't quite get the spot, I thought. It's going to be third and about three. Well, nothing fancy there, but yeah, if you get three or four yards on a run every time, no reason to go away from it. Time a little bit of a factor, though. 4.44 to go here, third quarter. Elm Creek trailing at 40-20. to They've got a third and three. They run a little counter, and the quarterback's going to keep it. He's going to bring it across midfield and be uh, marked down at about the 36-yard line. So that'll be a gain of seven. Well, it's certainly good that Preston Walker has some acceleration right there because there was about two South Loop defenders right behind him. He took the uh, the uh, snap, basically, you know, delayed a second or two there. And that, in that second or two, South Loop got some pretty good penetration, uh, but Walker, a quick quarterback, uh, able to scoop. Well, if Elm Creek can ring the bell on this drive, they're going to be right back, right smack in the middle of this football game again. They've got it now first and 10 from the 36, a little counter, giving it off here for Devin. Devin trying to get the edge. And South Loop, that team street speed, extends things out here. And they're going to give him maybe the length of the football as a gain, and that's going to be it. Yeah, it looks like there's a penalty flag out on the field. That came kind of late, too. So we'll see if that's a face mask on the tackle. And they are indicating face or hold, rather. And that will be a hold here on uh, Elm Creek. That was one of the two calls I figured it would be. It would be a hold or they had some sort of face mask on the tackle because it was right at the point of attack. Yeah, and it came uh, came from actually this near side uh, official there, and those are the guys that you will usually see a face mask there. Uh, they got that good long angle, and they can usually see uh, plays developing, but it was a hold. So uh, setting Elm Creek back a little bit here on their drive. So it'll be now first and 20, because as we said, it was right on the line of scrimmage here. 
So now they're going to split out one of the ends on that left side. Walker looking that direction. Walker with a short drop. Now he's going to roll out a little bit more, looking to throw a little pump fake, and he's going to get what he can, and it's not going to be a lot, and they're going to call. They're going to throw some flags here at the end of the play. The last bit of the tackle was made by Nate Fields, and they're going to call a face mask, which from our vantage point we couldn't see it, but that'll be a face mask. That'll be a 15-yard penalty, and they'll get that down over. And so it's going to set up now first and about five. Yeah, and I believe this will be one of those uh, big boy face masks because you do see that five-yard face mask still here in high school football, uh, but I believe it'll be that 15-yard uh, addition here. Yeah, well, when you see that many flags, mm, yep. it's usually pretty obvious, and they, they uh, tilted the head. And it's the personal foul, 15-yard penalty. It is not an automatic first down, so it will be first and five. And after a little setback here, Elm Creek getting a little bit more momentum, a little help here. So under center will be Preston Walker. Put a man in motion, that'll be Devin. And we're going to throw another flag, and that's going to be a legal procedure here on Elm Creek. I think they had somebody else moving. <laughs> well, after a string of about three penalties, we saw a first and 20. We saw a first and five, and uh, I believe it'll be just about a first and 10 here. So back to normal. Uh, Elm Creek Buffaloes are here on this first down. Well, first and nine, I guess, once they, they back that up. It'll be first and nine. Well, again, if you're Elm Creek, those penalties, those pre-snap penalties, can't afford. They would have had 10 more yards, and the time is a little bit of an issue here as well. It's taking more time off the clock. So first and nine from the 35, Walker throws over the middle. Can't quite make the connection as he was uh, hoping to get the ball to Austin Geis. It falls incomplete. And it was a good-looking play there, but Geis really didn't have his head turned uh, right away when that ball was thrown, but it was a little off and a little low, so it would have been a, hard, a difficult catch for guys to make had it, or had he uh, had his head turned. Well, that play is an indication that uh, bread and butter for this football team is running the ball, and that one, they just weren't quite on the same page. So it'll be second and nine, two tight ends, but they got one guy in the slot here, and uh, rolling out here is going to be Walker. Walker taking on that right side. He'll make a guy miss, and he'll scramble for a first down. Good work there by Walker. Again, he's just making something happen with his feet. You spread things out there for the passing game. If it's there, great. Otherwise, just run with the football, and he ends up gaining about 10 on the play. Well, yeah, good good heads-up play there by Preston Walker. Coaches will tell you, hey, if you see green, green means go, and that's what Preston Walker did. And Preston uh, is just about as fast as any of these guys on the South Loop team because a couple of guys had an angle on him. Uh, and, you know, he still was able to get that edge, get that 10-yard run the first down. I like his decision-making. Yeah. He's made good decisions, and he's made them very quickly. So they're going to go two tight ends, uh, one back in the backfield. That'll be uh, Devin behind Preston. And they'll hand the ball off, and right up the middle is going to be Hans Robbins. I misspoke. It was Robbins that was there. They actually brought Preston across in the formation here, or Devin, rather, in the uh, formation. And uh, that will be a, a gain of about three there for Robbins. Well, and you're, you're right about the time being a factor here, especially if Elm Creek gets stopped on downs here because you can't chew up this much clock and not score. That really puts a... Hey, don't jinx it. Second down. Don't jinx it. Don't jinx it. Second and eight from the 21. Under center is Preston. Preston Walker will drop back. He's got time to throw, but still he'll back up a little bit more. Now he'll throw it late over the middle, and it's going to be intercepted at about the uh, one-yard line. Intercepted at the 20 as they're trying to connect with Quintana and getting across there with the interception is going to be Leighton Bubak. 
So a late pass over the middle, and that wind kind of held it up as well. And it's going to be returned out in pretty good position here for the Bobcats, and that is a killer. Yeah, this uh, Elm Creek defense uh, has been on the field for quite a bit tonight. Uh, they're going to need a big stop here uh, again if they're going to want to keep themselves in this ball game. So a 34-yard return will bring it out to the 35-yard line. And, again, that one was it, not one of those interceptions where it was a jump ball and the defensive player got it. Uh, the only one that saw the ball was uh, the man who returned it, Leighton Bubach. So the uh, interception brings it out to the 35, and Rush will throw it, and he's got a man wide open up the middle, making the catch is Clay Connell. Connell's going to split the defense, has the angle, and goes in for the touchdown. Well, you could tell this uh, south, the South Loop sideline now is extremely fired up. Uh, they knew a touchdown either way in South Loop's favor or in Elm Creek's favor would really tell us how this fourth quarter would go. On uh, South Loop, things are looking up for them right now. Absolutely. A great strike, and it actually was uh, Cole Gracie who made the catch as Gracie is able to go in from about 45 yards away. And just a, just a little seam route up the middle, uh, and there was nobody there. The, the, the defensive back safeties uh, were more on the perimeter there, and so enough room to get to the end zone. And the uh, rare kick here by the Bobcats. As it's Gage Claybaugh, I believe, that's going to be trying the uh, extra point. Snap is down. The kick is up. It is high, and it is good. And I misspoke. It's uh, Grant Jones. I was looking at the wrong sheet here. Grant Jones kicks the extra point here for South Loop. And it's now 47-20 to 20 as the kick is good. A five-point spank touchdown here for South Loop. And with 2.15 to go here in the third quarter, the Bobcats add to the lead. They now lead it 47-20. to 20. And we'll be back to Elm Creek right after this. You see it every weekend. Teams at every level emphasizing the look of their uniform. Look sharp, play sharp. It's what they're affirming. And Pro Team Design puts any sports apparel style, screen print, or embroidery at your fingertips. In person or online, the latest designs from the widest selection of brands. Look sharp, play sharp with Pro Team Design. 2716 Old Fair Road, Grand Island. Or shop and order online at ProTeamDesign.com. Agriculture is a business where margins are everything, and profitability is determined by the weather, markets, regulations, politics, and everything in between. It's good to have a friend looking out for you. Buffalo County Farm Bureau has been that friend to farmers and ranchers, bringing them together to discuss challenges, identify solutions, and advocate on issues they've determined are critical to keeping current and future generations on the land. Join the Buffalo County Farm Bureau today and support Nebraska agriculture. Well, momentum working right now for the uh, Bobcats of uh, South Loop, and that momentum shows with Marshall still with his kickoff as he punches that one into the end zone for the touchback. It'll be out to the 15-yard line, and with 2.15 to go here, third quarter, 47-20, to 20, South Loop with the lead. Yeah, and a score here uh, brings Elm Creek back within reason in this game. We saw three touchdowns rattled off in, uh, in less than a minute here, uh, so teams can score quickly, uh, but Elm Creek, uh, really needing a touchdown here uh, on this drive. Yeah, we've had a couple of stretches where we've scored points by the bucket full. And scrambling around here uh, is uh, going to be Preston Walker. There's a flag down as the pass ends up being incomplete as Walker throws it. And the officials are uh, huddling up here. And they're going to indicate that it is a face mask. 
I didn't see the uh, personal foul indicated there, so it should be a five-yard face mask here on South Loop. And so they'll get a, a redo on downs here for Elm Creek. And with 2.10 to go, they'll now have it first and five. Well, with the first and five here, sometimes coaches like to take a shot here. Uh, so I wouldn't be so surprised to see Elm Creek uh, lob one downfield. Well, they're going to have to take some shots. Uh, down by uh, 27. And looking to throw here is going to be Walker. Walker will roll to his right. And now we put his head down, runs over one guy, and there's a late hit there, yeah. And that's going to cost him another 15 yards. He ends up gaining about eight on the play, uh, and uh, then they're going to tack on another 15. Yeah, and that's one of those cases where, you know, it's not an intentional type of, uh, of, of late hit right there, but, you know, you're an athlete, and you're, you're running quickly towards the sideline, and as soon as that quarterback takes a step out of bounds, it's sometimes extremely difficult to, to lay back to rear off. That one wasn't dirty, but I agree with that call because a lot of times I think it's awfully tough for a defender to stop. Mm, yep. That time he should have been able to stop. So I, that one I, I, I agree with. And we want to all protect players, but a lot of times, you know, officials know, hey, the pass was incomplete, so, you know, you shouldn't have touched the guy. Well, the guy doesn't know it was going to be incomplete. That one is one of those plays where I think the defender probably should have laid off. Yeah, and once again, though, good decision-making here by Preston Walker. Did they pick up the flag? Because they have not enforced the 15-yard penalty. And now they're doing it. Interesting. And they're only marking five. If it's a late hit, that's a 15-yard penalty. I was going to say, there's no five-yard addition of a late hit penalty like there is a face mask. Now we're going. There we go. And that's not from the end of the play. In any event, they got some markage up, and they're going to be short of the uh, midfield stripe here. So it'll be first and 10 from the 37 for Elm Creek. Where that was marked was odd. And rolling out here is going to be Preston Walker. Walker, a little bit of pressure, throws it, and it's going to be incomplete. I think it was deflected as he was throwing right up the middle, and it was uh, knocked away a little bit there by Blake Schwarz, who came with a little pressure, and he got a, a hand on that pass. It falls incomplete. And it was a really good thing he got pressure there. Preston Walker was rolling out across his body, but even you know throwing the ball across his body was still you know kind of thrown on a frozen rope there uh, so good job by uh, Schwartz to, to knock that ball down I like Walker's arm I mean he's throwing some darts and he's had some really nice throws here a minute 59 to go third quarter 47 20 so coming across the formation gonna be Walker and keeping it is gonna be the quarterback Walker as Preston goes uh, up the middle and then finds a little area to that right side and it's gonna be a gain of about seven on the play and it's going to set up now third and manageable here for the Buffaloes, third and about three and a half. Well, and Coach uh, Jace Doolin really knows who his guy is right now. Preston Walker uh, doing a lot on his legs right now uh, and being very effective here. Uh, but it's a third down here, a big third down here for the Buffaloes. And when they bring Devin across in, for, in uh, motion, you know South Loop has to respect that. And that does open a few things up. There's no backs in the backfield, a couple of wide outs. And splitting out even wider here is going to be Devin. So Preston will have Devin come across in formation, and they fake the handoff to him. Preston goes up the middle. He is met short of the line to gain, and he'll push the pile forward, and it's going to be close, but he's still going to be short. It's going to set up now fourth and about one. Yeah, and just like you said, respecting Devin Walker coming across the field, uh, the defensive end for South Loop on the far side had great position but as he saw Devin Walker coming across, he you know did a double take, didn't know which player to go for, allowed enough time for Preston Walker to get upfield. Well, it's fourth and a full yard here from the 34-yard line. 
And we'll see whether or not uh, Walker goes under center. Yes, he does. They go two tight ends, eye formation, hard count going on right now for Preston. Long count. And Preston will take the snap. He'll throw it. Pass on that left side is going to fall incomplete. Had the tight end for about a three-yard gain and can't make the connection there with Jerry Brummels, and it falls incomplete. Now will be a turnover on downs. And it was a decent pitch, and it could have been a good catch there. But, yeah, South Loop was able to give him, uh, the receiver a nudge there. And uh, when you're off balance, it's really difficult to make a catch like that. Well, Preston Walker has not been able to complete a pass here in the second half as he's 0 for 5 in the half. And uh, a drive that took some time off the clock didn't result in any points. And 47 to 20, down by 27, Elm Creek's defense has to make a stop here as it'll be first and 10 from the 34-yard line. So short in midfield is uh, South Loop, but their offense has been in pretty good gear here. And Rush will hand the ball off. McConnell up the middle. He'll keep those legs churning, and he'll be met right at the mid-field uh, mid, uh, stripe there. And it will be a gain of about six. Yeah, and uh, Elm Creek Buffaloes, they know that they need to get that ball back. You can see Preston Walker uh, trying to strip for that ball there as McConnell was going to the ground. McConnell, though, does a really good job uh, of um, – he reminds me almost of Amir Abdullah, the way he's shifting this. He's a small back uh, for eight-man, but he does a really good job of reading his blocks and reading the defense. So a good, solid gain of six there for uh, Connell. And it'll be second and four. Connell will be the left to Rush. Rush gets the snap. We'll hand off to Connell. Connell trying to get the edge. Has a little stiff arm, and he's going to have enough for the uh, first down. He's going to be pulled down at about the 34-yard line. So that'll be a gain of about five, and that will stop the clock with 18 seconds to go here in the uh, third quarter to move the chains. Now they'll wind it. And if I'm South Loop, I just stay in that huddle and wait for the fourth quarter. Yeah, absolutely. And it appears that's what they're going to do. They, they've got the information, but they're still in the huddle here with now seven seconds left, and, yeah, they're going to milk the clock. So we'll head to the fourth quarter, be first and ten here for the Bobcats of South Loop, and they lead it 47-20 to 20 here at Elm Creek. They'll have it first and ten from the 33. We'll be returned to Elm Creek right after this timeout. Winter is coming. Does your heater have enough heat in it? Let the experts at Anderson Brothers Electric Plumbing and Heating make sure your heating system is ready. Don't be caught without your system working properly when you need it the most. Call today and have your furnace or heat pump checked. Our qualified technicians will check over all the mechanisms and make sure it's ready for all those cold days. Turn to the experts at Anderson Brothers Electric Plumbing and Heating in Kearney at 308-236-6437 or in Holdridge at 308-995-4481. No matter where you are, even out in this cornfield, when you work with CHS, you're connected. Connected to global grain buyers and food companies. Connected to dependable energy at the pump, at home, and on the job. Connected to food ingredients tailored to your specific needs. Whether it's in energy, grains, or foods, you're connected. CHS, resources for enriching lives. Randy Bushcutter, Ryan Dahlgren here with you from uh, Elm Creek. Our engineer back in Kearney is Spencer Shield. You're listening to Classic Hits 98.9 FM in uh, Kearney, Hastings, and Elm Creek. A 47-20 lead right now for South Loop. They've got a first and 10 from the 33 as we start the fourth quarter. Rush with the long count. He's looking to throw. Finds a man 
coming through at about the 25-yard uh, line, and Cade Connell makes the catch, and he's going to be tackled immediately after a gain of eight. Yeah, Quintana in there on that the stop there. That's the first time tonight I've really seen a little bit more cushion from Elm Creek. They've normally been pressing these uh, south loop defenders, but that cushion able to allow that quick slant route uh, to be received. Don't forget, coming up later tonight will be the Friday Night Scoreboard Show, brought to you by Rutz Heating and Air and Rivals Bar and Grill. That'll be right here on Classic Hits 98.9 FM. And trying to add to a 27-point lead is undefeated South Loop. They now have it second and about two. They run the option. Rush now looking to throw. He lobs it out on that left side, and trying to find it is going to be Cade Connell. And Connell, looking over that left shoulder, could not come up with the football as the ball is incomplete. That was a triple option right there. He could have ran it. Rush could have. He took the ball out of the running back's belly, and then he threw it. Yeah, and, uh, you know, that those option plays there are usually pretty effective. Uh, and Rush, you know, able to make a little happen there, but, uh, you know, not enough. Had the right idea. They kind of ran out of real estate. Yep. Had he been able to just kind of lob it out there, he might have been able to get it. But Connor was trying to stay in bounds, and he had to go out of bounds to pull that one down. So it will be third and a long two here. Clock stop with a minute 11.17 to go here in the fourth quarter. And right up the middle, just a quick hitter for Connell. And Connell will push the pile forward. He'll take it across the 20-yard line. And that'll be more than enough for the first down, as that'll be a gain of about four and a half. Well, Connell doing a really good job of keeping his legs turning. He had the first down, and he could have, you know, just fell on it right there, but he kept uh, kept his feet moving, and it gained an extra two or three yards there on that play. So leading at 47-20, to 20, they wind the clock here, and with 11 minutes to go in the football game, it'll be first and 10 from the 20, as the Bobcats of South Loop hoping to add on to their lead. And uh, desperate times here for Elm Creek, as they got to roll the dice and maybe make something happen. Rush is in the pistol. Man comes across the formation, and they're going to blow a whistle here. Again, we'll have to see what this is there, but a, like a jet sweep motion to a read option there. Good-looking play developing. Yeah, they brought Connell across there, and they were going to run the option here with uh, Cole Gracie, but uh, they're going to back him up five yards. And it'll be first and 15 now from the 25. Yeah, and that read option play is a really pretty good play uh, for Rush to run because uh, – the Elm Creek defense has to respect uh, Rush as well as the running back. Uh, and so normally you'll see uh, South Loop get a couple of yards on that play regardless of how well defended it well, is. Well, we talked about Preston Walker making good decisions. This Rush kid makes pretty good decisions too. He's running the option right now. He's going to pitch it out to uh, Gracie. Gracie on that right side. Going to get close to getting those five yards back. He's going to be a little bit short of it. And it'll be second and about, uh, I think we'll be looking at about 12 here. Nope, actually 13. Didn't get near as much as I thought. Now, Geisen Walker over on that far side, and uh, Preston Walker really, really hard hit there on the sideline. you got to love seeing that physicality uh, from your quarterback on the defensive side. And you got to like when they stop the clock here because th this game can still happen. It can still turn into a victory here for Elm Creek if they can hold them here without any points and get the ball back relatively quickly. It'll be second and 13, and just a power play for the quarterback going right up the middle and he'll bring it across the 18-yard line. That'll be a gain of five, and that will keep the clock moving. Yeah, and uh, Elm Creek right now in good position to, to stop South Loop on this play, but we've seen South Loop a time and again, you know, kind of bust a play here uh, on some of these uh, third down and distance uh, plays. Uh, we'll see how Elm Creek can defend this right here. Um, you'd imagine a pass, and uh, Elm Creek's been doing a pretty good job with their man-to-man -man coverage uh, deep. Carney Catholic leads in Broken Bow, 28-13. to uh, 13. 
there in the fourth quarter on KXPN Radio. Pistol formation here for Rush, and he's looking to throw on third and long, and he lobs it over the middle, and it's going to be incomplete. A diving attempt there toward the back end of the end zone, and uh, just kind of running out of room to make the catch there was the uh, intended receiver. I think that was Jace Connell. Yeah, and uh, even though that was an incomplete pass there, it was a good incompletion because it was the kind that only your receiver could have caught uh, because the Elm Creek defenders were uh, trailing right there. That would have been a little bit uh, lighter of a throw. He might have uh, came up with it. As it is, it's 4th and 9, and it does stop the clock. And if you're Elm Creek, those are all good things because uh, you still got time if you can find lightning in a bottle. But a touchdown here would really make it almost impossible for the Buffaloes. 4th and 9. Rush rolling to his right, pressure coming, throws, and it's going to be knocked incomplete. Good double team there. Preston Walker pressured the quarterback, and then Carson McCarter with good coverage there was able to knock it away. It falls incomplete, and the football belongs here to the Buffaloes. When you were talking about lightning in the bottle, well, uh, Elm Creek's got two players and, you know, even more athletes out there, but two players that really are lightning in Devin and Preston Walker. Uh, If you can get those guys rolling, uh, you know, this game isn't over. Well, you got Walker, Devin, who got that 53-yard run. They need something like that here. It'd be first and 10 from the 19-yard line. How about a 61-yarder? That'd be all right. They're going to spread out the field here as uh, Preston will have a guy coming across in motion. That's going to be Robbins, and Robbins is going to lead the way here as Walker will have that fullback sweep trying to get to that left side, and he's going to end up gaining about seven on the play, and you see the applause of the South Loop uh, coaching staff over there as they were able to stand that one up after a nice little gain, but they kept him in bounds, so the clock is still moving. And it looked like that ball squeaked out there late. Uh, South Loop was kind of a, you know, they wanted to fall on it, but it fell out of bounds, I believe. Uh, first and 10 here for Elm Creek, uh, and that's exactly what they needed. Got about 11 on the play. So that might have been an optimistic cheering there by the uh, coaching staff for South Loop. Ball now is right at the 30-yard line. Looking to throw here is Preston Walker. Walker with the pocket collapsing will run up ahead, and he's actually going to be pulled down for a sack. Leading the way was Gavin Robertson here for South Loop. And it's uh, we'll keep that clock moving here inside of nine minutes to go, and it will be second and we'll call it 11. And that's the first time we've really seen Preston Walker uh, affected uh, by the pressure South Loop brought. Normally he do, does a good job of, of escorting his way out there, uh, but South Loop barreling down on him. Well, they go with two tight ends, eye formation. They go with a tight look here, and it's a play-action pass. Walker trying to connect to this left side, and they're going to throw a flag because Austin Geis was double-teamed, and well, there was a little bit of extra contact there. I don't know if they called uh, the uh, contact on uh, Rush or not. It's either on Rush or McConnell. In any event, it will be pass interference on the defense, and that will move the sticks. Well, and that's exactly what uh, Elm Creek needed. If you're not going to get a first down on your own, you know, it's not ever a bad thing uh, having South Loop help you out there. It's not an automatic first down, but it was, you know, 10 yards to go, and they gained 15 because of the penalty. So, yeah, that'll get it done. And that will move across midfield. The ball is now spotted at the 35. So, again, tight formation. We'll see whether or not this play-action pass It's going to be a little bootleg and running with it, trying to find some room here is Preston Walker. And uh, that didn't really fool South Loop. They're going to actually knock Walker back for a loss of a yard and a half. Yeah, and Walker, he he does a good job of of making good cuts and elusive moves there. But the 
uh, you know, didn't have quite the traction there, slipped a little bit, and it was able to allow the South Loop players, who are already there, uh, but able to uh, get him in the backfield. Well, they're kind of in, I don't want to say safety mode here, but they're not as aggressive as they might be if this was a tighter football game. Eight minutes to go. 47 to 20 with time to throw his Walker Walker over the middle is going to overthrow his intended receiver it's going to be intercepted by rush rush has it at the 20 and he'll bring it across the 30 out to about the 35 yard line so another Elm Creek turnover their third of the game yeah and again uh, I don't think Elm Creek's receiver quite had his head turned right there uh, but rush really good heads up play there to to come in on that play because he was about five yards behind where that ball was thrown but uh, comes up and uh, makes a big big interception here for the south loop team so with 745 to go and a 47 20 lead here for south loop uh, the, the air really comes out of the balloon here for elm creek because yeah. now you know you, you a lot of things have got to happen the right yep. way rush will be in that pistol he'll hand the ball off and Connell will bring it across, and he'll have a gain of about 10. Boy, he, that doesn't take much of a hole for him to just uh, knife through there and have a gain of about nine and a half yards. Yeah, yeah. Put a must be a little slick him on his jersey, not stick him, but slick him because he's slipping off of some of these arm tackles. It seems like Elm Creek's trying to go for. Well, you, you can't get in front of him. I mean, he's just so fast and elusive that it's really difficult to have the speed necessary to get in front of the guy. You might get to him, but you're not going to be able to get in front of him. I don't think it's a lack of effort at all. They're, no, they're, no. they're hustling out there. But it's going to be now second and a short one. Rush takes the snap, hand off to Connell. Connell will be uh, knifed down after he gains a couple of yards there by Jaden Ford. Ford with pretty good speed to track that down, but you, know, you only need two yards. You only need a yard, and you got two. And that's going to get the job done here for South Loop. Yeah, and we'll uh, continue to see South Loop uh, run the ball on the ground here as uh, the clock is winding down, 6.57 remaining. Uh, you got to imagine they're going to still try punching this one here and really removing all doubt, um, but uh, expect to keep it on the ground. I, yeah, for the most part, I think their main goal is to take time off the clock. And if it punches into the end zone, that, that's that much better. Hand off to Connell. Connell on that right side. Good run blitz there and a good open field tackle. He might end up gaining maybe a half yard on the play. I want to see who made that tackle because that was a, a good open field tackle. And I think that was uh, Hans Robbins. Yeah, and, uh, good, good pursuit. That's the first time we've really seen uh, Connell uh, stop in the backfield. Normally he's good about getting at least two or three yards there, but the, uh, stop for about a you know couple-inch gain. And, again, this isn't a defense offensive line that's going to lean on you and push you out of the way. It's just quick. We're just going to – the running back's going to get to that hole quick, so we just need to open just a quick little seam and get off the ball quickly. And again, a handoff here to Connell. Connell trying to get the edge, and he's got the sideline. He'll cut back in, and he'll be knocked out of bounds. So they're going to say he stepped out of bounds at about the 20-yard line. That'll be a gain of 14 on the play, and it will stop the clock, but it'll be first and 10 here for South Loop after a gain of 14. Well, in South Loop was the class at D-State track champions last year. Uh, and, you know, we've seen their speed time and time again here tonight. And Connell, a big, big part of that. Well, you said it, and it was a good line when you said it before the game. They really do want to turn this into a track meet. And they've done a pretty good job of doing that here. As it'll be first and 10 from the 20. Clock is stopped now with 5.56 to go here in the fourth quarter. But a 47-20 lead for South Loop. And they're driving again. I formation, handoff to the fullback this time. 
And you haven't seen a fullback a whole lot even in their lineup, let alone running the football. But going right up the middle here is going to be Cole Gracie. And Gracie's going to gain about four. Yeah, normally where you'd see a fullback, it seems like a lot of times they've got like a wingback type of formation going there. But that's always good uh, to either get a fullback or a wingback out in front to block. And as quick as these guys are, they can do a good job of it. Well, a 155-pound fullback, he's not going to run you over. He's going to try to get to you pretty quickly. And they'll hand the ball off here to uh, the tailback. And not much room there for Jace Connell. And Connell will cut back in. And, again, you unstack it, and you end up gaining about a yard. It looks like it's a yard loss and ends up being about a yard gain. Yeah, and, that, and that's the thing that the speed does for uh, for South Loop. It, it gives them that little extra, a little umph. You know, they keep turning their legs. you got your legs moving so fast, it's hard to stop them. It's a short five, but it'll be third and five with five minutes to go here in the football game. 47-20, South Loop with the lead, and they're trying to milk the clock as much as they can as they've got the ball now at the 15-yard line. Two tight ends, I formation, and they'll hand the ball off to Connell. Connell just running right up the middle, and Austin Geis is going to lead the tackle. He's going to be short of the line to gain here. It's going to be fourth and about two. They got about half of it on that play, and they still got about a yard and a half, two yards to go here. Well, if nothing else, a, a stop here is a real big moral victory for Elm Creek as this game's starting to wind down. And it appears Elm Creek is going to lose their first game of the season and then the last of the regular season. But if you don't lose anymore, they give you a big trophy at the end of it as they'll still make the playoffs. And we're going to have a timeout being taken here by South Loop. South Loop a little confused about what they wanted to do here. With 4.12 to go in the fourth quarter, they lead it 47-20. to 20. They'll have it fourth and three from the 13. After this timeout, brought to you by ENT Physicians. This sports broadcast is made possible in part by Kappa Grain in Elm Creek. Did you know that Kappa has a way for you to save time, money, and get the best prices for your grain and have records of it? With their online offer center powered by DNT Market Space. See kappagrains.com. Make sure you're getting what you deserve for all your hard work and dedication. Kappa takes great pride in doing what they can to make it easier, faster, and more profitable for you. Best of luck to all the area athletes from Kappa Grains. Well, at the conclusion of our game, we'll talk with Jace Doolin, head football coach here for the Elm Creek Buffaloes. Right now, his Buffaloes are trailing at 47-20 to 20 with 4-12 to go. Their defense needs to stop here as it's fourth and three from the 13-yard line. And, again, it's already been a successful drive from South Loop's, South Loop's perspective because it's taken some time off the clock. They're going to spread out the, uh, the field here as Rush will be in that uh, quarterback position. And they're going to try to set up the screen. It's going to be caught, but it was well-diagnosed here by uh, Elm Creek as uh, making the tackle immediately was Austin Geis. They made the pass completion to uh, to Connell, but Geis was right there, and there's actually going to be a, a loss of about one on the play. Good read there by Geis. Yeah, and a good moral victory there for Elm Creek um, as they're taking over on downs. And, you know, there's no quit in these Buffaloes. Four minutes remaining, it's unlikely, but crazier things have happened. It is sports. Uh, and so Elm Creek's, like you said, going to try catching lightning in the bottle here. Well, with 4.06 to go, they're going to just run uh, a little counter play here. Trying to get the edge is going to be Devin Walker. Walker coming from the wing, runs to the other side, a lot of east and west, and it's going to be a gain of uh, just a, about a yard and a half. I like the strategy, don't get me wrong, but again, it's difficult to make that work, and it did. It worked for a 53-yarder earlier but it's difficult to have that success with that team speed for South Loop. That said, it still is 
that's the play that was mm. the biggest play of the game so far. Yeah, and South Loop, an extremely well-coached ball club here. So they'll go tight formation here again. Under center is going to be Walker. He's looking to throw. Rolling to his left. Stops. Throws. Has a man. And it's going to be complete on that far side. With it is Jerry Brummels. Brummels trying to get the uh, corner. And he's going to be forced out of bounds at about the 24-yard line. Well, it's a good thing he did go out of bounds. And that, you got to figure he's got the awareness for it. But he was kind of fighting for extra yards. And occasionally when guys are fighting those yards, you, you don't get out of bounds. That'll be a gain of uh, 54 yards on the play. And again, a few of those, a few more of those, and you're going to be in pretty good shape. Yeah, going to need a few more fortunate bounces that are away Elm Creek tonight. But, uh, you know, still fighting here, and that's exactly what you I mean. you got to love that uh, as a coach to see your team fighting, even when uh, odds are slim. Well, that's Brummel's seventh catch of the year, and he's had six catches for 99 yards. I think 54 yards would be his largest, uh, longest of the year. First and 10 from the 23. And Elm Creek. They're going to spot him at, uh, there was a penalty there, so they're going to move it forward to the uh, 10-yard line. I think they might have had a face mask on the tackle. So now with some time to throw here is going to be Walker. Walker throws in underneath. Good coverage there as he was trying to connect with uh, Devin Walker, and that was well covered and slapped away at the last moment. Yeah, that was a case where it doesn't matter how well thrown that ball was. The defender just had that positioning right there. Uh, but, yeah, Elm Creek uh, still trying to ring the bell here late in this game. They're moving quickly, even though the clock was stopped, and they're going to run the uh, option here as Walker's going to keep it. It's going to be Preston. Devin's going to be the lead blocker for him, and Preston's still fighting. Devin pushing the pile forward at about the 12-yard line. They're actually going to lose maybe a little bit of distance on that. And a timeout going to be taken here. Well, actually, they have a stoppage here as we've got an injured South Loop player on the sideline who's laying flat on his back. He's actually out of bounds by about a yard here. Yeah, and that's one of those cases where, you know, that's kind of the last thing you want to have happen going into playoffs, getting a guy a little bit uh, banged up. Well, he is moving his legs now and moved his head. You know, initially he wasn't moving at all, and... Didn't see the, the contact, so you're really kind of worried about what was going on here. But they're still attending to him with exactly three minutes to go here in the fourth quarter. It's 47 to 20, and, you know, everybody that's got a football helmet is uh, kneeling, and and uh, you can see a real tight hollow there for South Loop as they're saying a prayer for their teammate who was injured uh, just out of bounds at about the 12-yard line. So 47 to 20 is our score. We're going to step away for a moment. We'll be back to Elm Creek. Right after this. The officers and staff of First Tier Bank take pride in providing professional banking services with several convenient locations in Elm Creek, Kearney, and Holdridge. First Tier Bank offers a full line of banking and financial services, including checking and savings accounts, loans, investment, and insurance services, and the online banking services offered at First Tier, including online bill pay. First Tier Bank, Kearney, Elm Creek, and Holdridge, an equal housing lender. Member FDIC. South Central Diesel of Holdridge has over 100 years of diesel fuel injection experience and has been putting customer relationships first since 1971. They are factory authorized to repair all types of diesel fuel injection systems and have a full-service drive-in repair facility to repair your diesel Ford, Chevy, or Dodge pickup. SCD's factory trained technicians are committed to providing the best service to their customers. Stop by 115 South East Avenue in Holdridge for all your diesel pickup repairs, pumps and injectors, diesel performance parts, and turbochargers. Or call them at 1-800-228-8482 to put them to work for you. 
Well, they're hoping helping Cole Gracie off the field here. It uh, didn't know what it was for the injury. They they come up and it looks to me like it's a uh, badly twisted left ankle. Our injury report is brought to you by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center. Getting back to the game of life with two locations in Kearney. We certainly hope that he's uh, healthy and well. Sometimes those uh, ankles can be something that takes the longest to heal. Running the option here is going to be Preston Walker. He's going to step up. He's going to throw. His ball is going to be caught at about the two-yard line. They're fighting for extra yards, and they're going to stop things here to move the uh, chains as they've given up the distance. As the, That will be a... Uh, Gain of about nine on the play. Yeah, and a good-looking route run there. Uh, a lot of crossing routes, and you, you see a lot of guys get open there. And an even better throw by Preston. 2.42 to go. Handoff here to Walker. And fighting for the extra yards and getting it is going to be Devin Walker. Walker goes in from two yards out on fourth down. And that'll be an Elm Creek touchdown. A five-point spank touchdown here with 2.36 to go. A quick little handoff here for Devin Walker, and he gets a two-yard TD. Yeah, and if nothing else, you know, again, a moral victory here. But uh, you got to build, get a build of momentum uh, going into to uh, the playoffs. And uh, anything you can get uh, positive uh, is always useful. So Devin Walker with a two-yard run, and they'll try the uh, two-point conversion here with 2:36 to go. Tight formation, quick pitch, and it's going to be on the turf. It's going to be. It doesn't matter who comes up with it. The try for two is going to be no good, and so. I'm sure we'll see an onside kick here from Elm Creek. They trail at 47 to 26 with 2.36 to go here in the fourth quarter. But they ring the bell, they get the touchdown, and we're back right after this. This broadcast is made possible in part by Rusty's Fertilizer in Elm Creek, a proud sponsor of all area athletes. Rusty's Fertilizer is the only place you need to go to get all the fertilizers you need to keep your farm growing year after year. Rusty's has been your fertilizer experts in Elm Creek for generations, and they're up to date on all the chemicals and fertilizers, so trust the experts at Rusty's Fertilizer in Elm Creek. Well, Devin Walker gets in the end zone for the second time tonight, and uh, Elm Creek has cut the lead down to 47-26 to with 2.36 to go. Funnier things have happened. They just don't happen very often. Yeah. And uh, if you're Elm Creek, I certainly would think you'd want to try an onside kick here, and that is the thought process of South Loop, who actually put 10 guys out there at one time. Don't get to do that in eight-man football. Yeah. And so they are going to line up just about everybody within 15 yards and teeing it up here as a little bit different uh, kick formation. It's uh, Gabe Claybaugh who will put the foot into it for the onside kick, and it's going to be picked up immediately right into the waiting arms of, well, it didn't take very long for uh, uh, young Mr. Gracie to get back on the field there. As Cole Gracie goes out there after the injury a couple plays ago, he goes back there and makes the recovery on the onside kick. Yeah, it must have just been a stinger there on this uh, near sideline, but that, that was a good onside kick. Uh, even though it went straight to uh, Gracie, sometimes you see those uh, balls that kick bounce right off off the turf. They just hit you right in the shoulder uh, pads and bounce off well, of they you. They hit that turf and mm. bounce up. You almost wanted to hit somebody and yeah. just have it go off their body. It's already been touched. You don't have to worry about the distance at that point. But as it is, the ball is about the 36-yard line, and with 2.35 to go, good field position here for the Bobcats, and they're going to milk the clock. Rush is under center, and he's going to hand the ball off, and there's going to be a flag down as Quintana is able to uh, toss down the uh, running back. I believe there will be a face mask on that play. We've got a 
we got a bobcat down here. Yeah, when they uh, made the tackle there on Leighton Bubach, number 26 was carrying it. He ended up uh, eh, tackled. He's thrown out of bounds. He ended up kind of landing on his stomach. I have a feeling the air is just out of the balloons yeah, there yeah. a little bit as he landed on the football. And the way he ro- and that hurts, by the mm. way. That hurts. And uh, he's going to be okay once he gets air back in those lungs. Our injury report brought to you by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center. Getting back in the game of life with two locations in Kearney. So two and a half minutes to go here. We've got a stoppage, and they are going to call a uh, penalty there as they got the uh, face mask. And, again, a face mask isn't why the, the injury happened. End up landing on his stomach there. And actually, it was Jace Connell, 28. So Connell bouncing up, though. These 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 South Loop kids, well, both teams have some tough kids out here. It's going to take an awful lot to keep them off the field. Well, we stopped the game for this guy, so yep. he's got to come off the mm, field. Definitely. But with the penalty, that'll move the ball out to uh, just inside the 20-yard line with two and a half minutes to go. So first and 10. They put 19 up there only because they can't put 19 and a half. That's where the ball is at. They're going to go I formation. It'll be Gracie, the fullback here. And we'll see who's at uh, running back since Connell's out. And the clock is moving. And they're going to wait until they start counting it down the final five seconds. Once they start ticking that down, now Rush will step in under center. I formation, handoff right up the middle. And carrying the football is uh, Tate Eggleston. And Tayton, the uh, junior, is going to gain about one yard. Yeah, South Loop uh, rotated in some different guys here. Um, just going to continue to run the clock. And I, I have to say, Connell, the reason I, you know, he was hit so hard on the sideline, he was doing a good job of staying in bounds because he quite frankly could have just you know, walked out of bounds. But uh, you want to keep that clock moving, and that's exactly what he did. And then with the contact, he ends up landing on the football. And it's like, that's enough for you, son. Yep, yep. That's, that's enough. We're going we're gonna to protect you here. Eggleston has carried the ball now 21 times on the season. He's got over 100 yards as he gains one yard there. And now Rush will step in under center. Again, they'll hand off to Eggleston. Eggleston will cut in, and he'll take it down to about the 15-yard line. So uh, we'll give him credit for uh, about another four yards. And he'll set up now third and five with a minute nine to go here. And, again, we're milking as much clock as we can. If they snap this at the final moment, this could very well be be awfully close. This may very well be the last play of the game as we're inside of 55 seconds and we're waiting for the official to count this one down. Again, your 25-second clock doesn't start until they get the ball set. Now they're counting it down. So Rush will take the snap. He'll hand off to his uh, tailback, Eggleston. And Eggleston, fighting for extra yards, gains maybe about one. And it's going to set up now fourth and about four. And they're going to set it ready for play with 29 seconds to go. So we'll have to see one more play snap. Have to snap it. And if you can run for four seconds, this will be the final play. I believe that's the instruction uh, Rush might be getting over on the sideline. They actually rush up there, pun intended. And they're going to count down the final second. They've got to snap it just inside of running out of time here. They take the snap, and he waits a couple of seconds, and he'll kneel on the football. So that's going to do it. 
Your final score, South Loop with a 47-26 win here in Elm Creek. Some positive things here for the Buffaloes. Uh, uh, they, they, they battled throughout the course of the game, but South Loop just too much speed for them. Well, yeah, and this is, I mean, coming into playoffs, this is kind of what you need as a team this good uh, because it really shows you the type of teams you'll be playing uh, moving forward into the playoffs there. And, you know, sometimes uh, when, you, when you get smacked in the mouth sort of like uh, Elm Creek did tonight, it's, it's a it's a wake up call really, and, and that can be a, sometimes a better thing uh, than a worse thing for a team because they they kind of you you reevaluate your team, uh, what you need to do and what you're gonna do. Um, but that you know South Loop played a very good ball game tonight, uh, end up being district champions here uh, tonight at Elm Creek. Um, but you know hats off to both teams. It was a hard fought ball game at South Loop, uh, just edging out with that team speed uh, and mobility, uh, edging out the Buffaloes. So congratulations to South Loop. They're undefeated in the regular season. That gives them a district championship. And now it'll be Elm Creek who uh, will get into the playoffs uh, with a record of 5-2. Uh, and two, But they will uh, not have that momentum. They lost here at home tonight, 47-26, to 26, to a very good team from South Loop. We're going to step away for a couple of moments. When we come back, we'll have the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery postgame show coming up right after this. The officers and staff of First Tier Bank take pride in providing professional banking services with several convenient locations in Elm Creek, Kearney, and Holdridge. First Tier Bank offers a full line of banking and financial services, including checking and savings accounts, loans, investment, and insurance services, and the online banking services offered at First Tier, including online bill pay. First Tier Bank, Kearney, Elm Creek, and Holdridge, an equal housing lender, member FDIC. Winter is coming. Does your heater have enough heat in it? Let the experts at Anderson Brothers Electric Plumbing and Heating make sure your heating system is ready. Don't be caught without your system working properly when you need it the most. Call today and have your furnace or heat pump checked. Our qualified technicians will check over all the mechanisms and make sure it's ready for all those cold days. Turn to the experts at Anderson Brothers Electric Plumbing and Heating in Kearney at 308-236-6437 or in Holdridge at 308-995-4481. When DuPont Pioneer says they're with you from the word go, what does that mean? It means packing a ton of people power, along with unmatched service and support, into high-performance hybrids. Sure, Pioneer corn products feature high-performance trait packages, but it's your local team of professionals that helps place the right products in your field. Pioneer, with you from the word go. Your Ag Impact partners are Craig Weegis and Todd Travis. And welcome back here to Elm Creek. This is the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery postgame show. Certified and fellowship trained physicians provide a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Schedule your appointment today. A tough loss here for the uh, Elm Creek Buffaloes against a very, very good football team. It's uh, South Loop winning this one by a final of 47 to uh, 26. And we heard about the speed for uh, South Loop certainly uh, came to bear here today. Well, yeah, South Loop really uh, was able to uh, take advantage of that speed early on. Uh, and, you know, it was a really fair even ball game uh, for, for much of that first quarter, but uh, uh, slowly and surely that speed started to really wear on these Elm Creek Buffaloes, uh, and it, was, it, was, it allowed uh, South Loop to take advantage uh, and score some pretty quick touchdowns. Of course, Elm Creek uh, started to answer back, but not after uh, South Loop got about a 20-point lead on them. Um, and, and for Elm Creek... Uh, you know, you never want two losses, but when your two losses come to two 
undefeated teams, well, depending how Kennesaw does tonight, but two undefeated teams. Two undefeated uh, teams in the top five. Exactly, yeah. You can't ever uh, be too upset about that. And if nothing else, that gives you great experience uh, for, for later on down the road in these playoffs because you got to assume that the Elm Creek will probably be uh, on the road for their first game, uh, probably be a lower seed, whereas on the flip side of things, South Loop could very well be a, a one seed, uh, potentially a two seed, depending on how that east-west alignment goes. Uh, but generally, uh, you see, see a lot more, I don't know, there's 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 more teams in the East, so it's a good shot that South Loop will be a number one seed. Either way, they'll be playing at home uh, for their first game after finishing 8-0 and district champions here at Elm Creek tonight. Well, if you're looking for something positive, over 300 yards of offense here for uh, Elm Creek against a, a pretty good defense from South Loop, but South Loop does win this one by a final of 47-26. to Real quick, let's go through our uh, scoring uh, summary, our, score t- our uh, scoring wrap-up. Uh, with 1.41 to go in the first quarter, Jace Connell for South Loop. Goes in for a 25-yard run. The try for two was good. And then that was late in the first quarter. Early in the second quarter, 11.51 to go in that second quarter. Connell again, this time from 34 yards out. It was uh, back-to-back carries there for Connell. That made it 14 to nothing with his 34-yard score. South Loop then scored again with 7.54 to go in the second quarter. This time it was uh, Jake Rush who goes in for a 26-yard run. That made it 20 to nothing. Elm Creek answered right back. Preston Walker avoided the rush, was able to find Austin Geis, and Geis is able to rush 48 more yards after making the catch. Uh, and uh, the uh, kick was, I'm sorry, not the kick, but the pass was no good after the touchdown pass. That made it 20 to 6. And then Rush hit Cade Connell on a 40-yard touchdown pass. It was 26-6 at that point as we scored three touchdowns in the span of one minute. With 3.47 to go in the second quarter, Elm Creek got on the board again. This time Walker hit Geis on a um, 15-yard touchdown pass. Just a great little dart there. And that made it 26-12. to And then with 37 seconds to go in the second quarter, South Loop got on the board when Rush was able to scramble long enough to find Jace Connell with a little shuttle pass. That went 38 yards with 37 seconds to go, and it was 34 to nothing at intermission. And then South Loop, their first possession of the second half, they get on the board again. Connell this time a nine-yard run. That made it 40 to 12. Elm Creek answered back just seconds later. Devin Walker on a 53-yard run. That made it 40 to 20, but that was going to be as close as they get because South Loop got on the board again with 2.13 to go in the third rush was able to hit uh, Gracie on the pass, and uh, that went from 45 yards. The uh, kick was good. That made it 47 to 20, uh, and then Devin Walker scored with 2.36 to go in the fourth quarter, a two-yard run to make it 46-26. Onside kick was uh, recovered by South Loop, and South Loop now remains undefeated on the season, number five in the state, and that is our scoring wrap-up. Brought to you by Buffalo County Farm Bureau. Everything you need covered, wrapped up in one great insurance agent, Buffalo County Farm Bureau in Kearney. We're going to step away for a moment. When we come back, we'll have our uh, numbers for you, and we'll talk with uh, Jace Doolin, head football coach here for Elm Creek, right after this timeout. Today, more and more people are insuring their homes with us through Auto Owners Insurance. I'm Dave Challey at Barney Insurance. We'll provide low-cost, quality protection, claim service second to none, and if you insure both your home and car through Auto Owners Insurance, you'll qualify for additional premium discounts. Stop by or give us a call at 237-2222. We're Barney Insurance. Time is the true test of endurance. Barney This sports broadcast is made possible in part by Kappa Grain in Elm Creek. Did you know that Kappa has a way for you to save time, money, and get the best prices for your grain and have records of it? 
with their online offer center powered by DNT Market Space. See CappaGrains.com. Make sure you're getting what you deserve for all your hard work and dedication. Kappa takes great pride in doing what they can to make it easier, faster, and more profitable for you. Best of luck to all the area athletes from Kappa Grains. No matter where you are, even out in this cornfield, when you work with CHS, you're connected. Connected to global grain buyers and food companies. Connected to dependable energy at the pump, at home, and on the job. Connected to food ingredients tailored to your specific needs. Whether it's in energy, grains, or foods, you're connected. CHS, resources for enriching lives. And welcome back here to uh, Elm Creek. A final score, 47-26, as uh, Elm Creek, their second loss of the season, and South Loop remains undefeated. Let's go through some of our numbers for South Loop. Throwing the ball was Jack Rush. He was 7 of 15 for 185 yards. No interceptions, did have a couple of touchdowns. Uh, Kate Connell caught four balls for 92 yards. He was the leading receiver here for South Loop uh, in the football game. Uh, meanwhile, running the ball here for the um, Bobcats, Tate Eggleston had three carries for six yards. Cole Gracie had two carries for six. Jack Rush carried the ball 22 times for 95 yards. Really, uh, Elm Creek did a nice job of uh, shutting down uh, Rush, who has now run for over 1,000 yards this season. Uh, Jace Connell had uh, a nice night. He carried the ball 20 times here for 157 yards. So uh, a good night rushing the football here for South Loop as they had uh, about 260 yards of running the football here to go with another 185 yards uh, in the air. So well over 440 yards of offense here for South Creek, for uh, South Loop. For Elm Creek, uh, Anthony Quintana carried the ball two times for 23 yards. Hans Robbins had three carries for eight yards. Preston Walker carried the ball 20 times for 107 yards. Devin Walker did have that 53-yard run, but for the most part, they shut him down. He carried the ball 13 times for 76 yards in the game. So 38 rushes for 191 yards here for Elm Creek. And Preston Walker throwing the football with 6 of 18 in the air and uh, was picked off for three turnovers. Those three turnovers, one of the uh, differences here in the football game as, again, Elm Creek at home with a uh, tough loss against a very good football team from South Loop. A final score in this one of 47-20. to uh, 20. And kind enough to uh, join us to uh, talk about the uh, game here is Elm Creek head coach uh, Jace Doolin. And, and uh, Coach, uh, you faced a lot of really good athletes out there tonight, and they had them in, like all the way across the board. That's a lot of team speed. Yeah, it is. Uh, they didn't win state track for nothing last year. They And two of their better players didn't even – play most of the game um they're just like you said they're very athletic Athletic, uh, speed um, a lot of coaches say it speed kills um and out there it was just one of those that they got the edge and they kept on going and then they would hit up the middle and they did a great job of just mixing plays up on offense and keeping us guessing and you know they, the the young man that uh, ran the ball that 19 times tonight only ran the ball 20 times uh, all year for south loop coming in but uh, talk a little bit about uh, Jace Connell and just kind of the night he had against you. Yeah, they uh, they really haven't shown that look where they run a little zone, a weak weak side zone play. And um, coming in all week, we knew uh, the the big guy to stop was uh, Rush, and we kind of keyed on him. And Jace Connell, a, a kid that 
you know, kind of under the radar coming into a game like this, a big game stepped up for them. Uh, had a lot of yards rushing on that play where they took off the edge and um, pulled. It was kind of a zone trap play that they got their wing pulled. Uh, we had some guys keying on him. We just couldn't get down the line of scrimmage and make that play. And uh, it just took a crease. He's he's a kid that he's not very big, but he's quick. Um, and a, a kid like that makes a really good running back because if you have a little seam, he did a really good job of finding that seam and hitting it. Well, if I told you coming into the game that you were going to keep Jack Rush from getting 100 yards tonight, you certainly would have taken that, wouldn't you? Oh, 100%. We, we kind of strategized all week that if I thought you told me that, we'd be in the game, if not one in the game. And um, credit, credit South Loop. They did a good job of uh, taking that and making a, knowing we were probably going to key on him. And had a kid like Jace Connell that uh, stepped up and wasn't a starting running back at the beginning of the year. And, um, that's one thing we told our team at the end of the game. We got to have our some kids step up, some younger kids uh, fill in some roles. And that kid, uh, he ran the ball really well, and uh, he ran north and south. Uh, we didn't get him to run east and west very often. Well, uh, speaking of athletes, you have athletes on your team as well in both the walkers. Uh, t- talk a little bit about how Preston uh, handled some of the pressure and, and some of the decision-making he had because he had some pretty good runs, uh, some pretty key runs uh, to get you guys some first downs. Just talk a little bit about your athletes. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, started with Preston. We just knew coming in, we kind of had a game plan of all year that uh, him being a junior and uh, being one of those positions where we didn't want him to take a whole lot of hits on the early in the year, getting through the year, because we knew we'd have to rely on him at, at this game and in the playoffs in the future here. Um, we just know he's a he's a heck of an athlete. He's a kid that he makes good decisions. Uh some of the balls he threw tonight, uh, the wind caught him. He was just he didn't throw him hard enough. I think we just needed to get him to throw him and just kind of gun him in there. Uh, it's been a beautiful week of practice. We haven't really dealt with wind, and then you get here, um, and they struggled to throw the ball too. Uh, it was just a windy game where it came down yeah. to running, and they did a better job. Uh, thought Preston made good decisions when they were the receivers weren't open, and he did scramble. He had a lot of yards on that and making those decisions, and. Preston's going to get better. He's going to keep on getting better being a junior, and the more games he gets under his belt, we keep on pushing him to – he's got to run north and south. He does a little dancing too much that uh, if he figures that out, he'll be really hard to stop. We're talking with Jace Doolin, head football coach here at uh, Elm Creek, as uh, South Loop wins the uh, district title 47-26. to You did have some real good darts that he threw in there as well. Um, let's talk a little bit about moving forward, obviously. You guys are going to be making the playoffs. You're going to be in there somewhere. Do you have a sense of kind of where you're, you're going to end up? I mean, there's yeah. just – yeah, yeah. I'm not going to ask you who you think your opponent is going to yeah. be because that's picking a name out of a hat. But where is this football team in terms of making a little bit of a run here? Uh, we'll be on the road, um, which, like last year, I mean, you bring that up and a team that's 6-2 and two that makes the playoffs and makes a run, uh, telling our team after the game, it's a whole new season. When you make the playoffs, it – it don't matter. The playoffs are set up, um, and it's kind of nice when you're a team that's 6-2 and two and played two quality opponents during the year that if we go on the road and upset somebody, then we got a, a chance to be at home. Uh, so it, we're going to sit in a position where we'll be on the road. We'll be the 10 or 11 seed or 12 seed around there, maybe the ninth if we jump up there. But um, we'll be on the road, and we hopefully get an opponent where uh, we have a good week of practice. Um, where just that's what it is it's we got come on we 
it's a week shorter. We got six days to prepare. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll start with film on Sunday, uh, whoever it is, and prepare like we do every week. Uh, one of our mottos every week is zero and zero. We got to go one and zero. Um, and we football is a sport that it's a weekly sport. You just take it one week at a time. Whatever has happened in the past, learn from it and get better. Uh, that's what our team's got to do. Yeah, I mean, it's just all about matchups, and we hope you get the right one. I appreciate it. All right, Jay Stuman, head football coach here at Elm Creek, uh, kind enough to join us here as a tough uh, game here for the Buffaloes as uh, they fall at home to South Loop, a final score of 47-26. to uh, 26. And uh, uh, you, you see a lot of talent out there. This is a pretty good football team, uh, but South Loop, I think, you, there's a reason they won state track. I mean, they do have a lot of team speed out there all the way across the board. When they only have one uh, offensive lineman that wears an offensive lineman number, I mean, everybody else is, has got numbers in the 20s out there. They, they're, they're really doing their best to capitalize on speed, and they've done a nice job of it. Well, yeah, I was, we got the, uh, the, the rosters, the starting players, and I kind of scratched my head because, like you said, there's only one offensive lineman, defensive lineman on that chart. The rest are running backs uh, and linebackers or defensive backs. Uh, but when you have that much athleticism, uh, even on the offensive and defensive line, it really does give you uh, a sort of a different way to approach defense because uh, a lot of teams really key on bigger and not necessarily the faster guys. Uh, but that's what South Loop has. They got that angle, and they can really get in the backfield quickly uh, if they get a good step off the ball. Yeah, and we'll find out what kind of draw uh, Elm Creek has. Uh, tomorrow about 10 or so, give or take a little bit. That's usually about the time that the brackets are announced on the NSA's website. And, of course, uh, you know we'll keep you updated throughout the course of the week uh, here on Class Gets 98.9 as well as our other station, ESPN Radio, will keep you updated on where all that is going as well. Once again, a uh, final score here tonight uh, for uh, Elm Creek. Not the finish that they wanted as they fall here in their regular season finale, 47-26 to against the undefeated South Loop Bobcats, who obviously win that conference, that district title, and will move on to the playoffs. But also making the playoffs will be the Buffaloes, and we certainly hope uh, they have a, a good, strong run. Uh, going forward as well. I'm Randy Bushcutter for Ryan Dahlgren and our uh, engineer back in the studio, Spencer Shield. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget that coming up next is the Ruts Heating and Air and the Rivals Bar and Grill Grill Friday Night Scoreboard Show coming up next right here on Classic Hits 98.9.